Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Okay, let's get started. Yours was beautiful. You had like no life force behind yours today. I was thinking I like woke up from a nightmare last night and I was thinking I never change how I say your name and you always do such a good job of responding to mine in a different way. So this one, that was my attempt at sort of improv. Got it. But it was, uh, I, I'm not, we'll have to listen to that back, but I don't think it started. It wasn't strong, right? Sort of. Yeah, it felt like you were in like the netherworld. <laughs> well, speaking of the netherworld and why I feel like that, I don't know if people listen or you know people watch on YouTube. I mean, I know people Some do. Some people do. Some people do. And I love the YouTube comments for the most part. Yeah. I'd say they're 75% positive. Yeah. 25% the meanest things you'll ever see. <laughs> there printed. is one comment that haunts me because the way YouTube organizes them is uh, by whether you've replied or seen them or whatever and the the ones that we haven't replied to just stay there for life for some reason and there's one that's like these two sound ridiculous really from I, like uh like early scandal days i didn't even see that one and, I'm, <laughs> and i was already horrified by some of the things that were said to us i hadn't even seen that one so if you reply to him it disappears yeah it goes to like a different tab oh i might say to that one thanks so much for the feedback we're gonna try to do better and then <laughs> like a year later that. yeah kill them with kindness right like just checking in yeah <laughs> but for people who are on youtube we got something special happened i mean right go on we're we got invited to record at Villa Rosa oh, right but this is only interesting for people who watch not really for people who listen because but, you know, actually it does help the listeners too, because I'm sure they picture us sort of where we're at. You know, yeah. when, do, do you ever do that with podcasts? Yeah. Where you're listening to people talk and you're like, I wonder what room they're in. Right. Yeah. 
uh, our settings have been changing a little bit lately because we keep hopping around Lisa's property. <laughs> We're at Villa Rosa sh- uh, shed a lot. Yes, for the Patreon episodes. Yeah. Ken and Lisa let us record in their shed. He doesn't like it, but if he has a rule where if we are able to get there undetected, he lets us record unbothered, <laughs> which is nice. Right. Yeah, but I told Lisa that my house burned down and she was like, Darling, please come to Villa Rosa. Lisa's uh, compassion <laughs> knows no end, which we saw in this episode of Vanderpump Rules. It was nice to see. I thought, although I'm sure the internet's pissed off about it for some reason. Oh, about what she did. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm sure the internet's pissed off. I've, I, you can't, we can't think about that. Because no. I think if we thought about that, every single little word that comes out of our mouth, we'd be worried about what we said. But yeah. like we said before, we, we have a, you know, generally, I'd say 90% nice, you know, comments. Yeah. So I think that's good. And we could just be unburdened by um, criticism. For sure. That's the way I live. Me too. So it was nice <laughs> of Lisa and Ken to invite us into Villa Rosa, knowing that we're, you know, going through some hard times. And we've been sort of like, I was going to say, we're sort of like vagabonds. <laughs> is that a, is that still yeah, the Yeah, I term? have a little satchel. Bindle? Bindle. Yeah. It, sp- Spindle? No, I think you're Spindrift? right. Spindrift? <laughs> no, you're right. Bindle. I know we're... I feel, have we said this before? I don't know. I know that uh, the classic image of what was once called a hobo right. is maybe not something we're supposed to say anymore, but no. I feel like it stands outside of political correctness as like a 1920s character. Totally. I always think about... So we're just going to say, for the listener, we're going to say hobo, just in the old-timey 1910s. <laughs> well, hey, actually, we'll decide whether or not we beep every instance of hobo. But yeah, you're right. There was this conception of a hobo, sort of a traveling vagabond yes. who had a bindle. And if you left your pie out on a windowsill yeah. in sort of like your neighborhood community, yeah. you might unfortunately have a hobo who was so hungry that they would steal pies off the windowsills. Yeah. He followed the hobo code uh, as shown on Mad Men. <laughs> <laughs> That's immediately what just came to my mind. There's the like a little like etching of a pie. Yes. <laughs> this person always this uh, person always cooks wonderful cherry pies or apple pies and they would put a little thing that said fresh pie with um, um, the you little know, lines coming off. Coming yeah. Off it. The police are like ma'am I'm sorry you have been entered into the hobo code cave you are <laughs> never going to be able to put a pie out again. It's, yeah and then if the pie was especially good, they would show a hobo that was floating over the pie, getting the smell lines up his nose and wafting <laughs> into heaven, sort of. Yeah. But it was it was sort of like you said with Don Draper. They would also put a thing that said, this guy is an easy mark for money. Yeah. Tell him any sob story you want. Like, you know, because back then, hobos... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ramona but, would say hobos. She does? Like how she says kudos oh, right. instead of kudos. Yeah. But we don't say that anymore for the most right. part. And I, for one, I'm not going to speak for you, but I think it's better that we don't... Yeah. I don't even know what hobo stood for. Yeah. We might not want to find out. Bohemian? I think, Ho- maybe. Homeless, homeless bohemian? Maybe. Uh, I always think of the guy on The Simpsons on the train that tells the tall tales. Of course. I think about that too. And that's, yeah, that's, that's one of, for sure, one of my main uh, conceptions of the, of a homeless uh, person. I think I might have dressed as a beep for for some school event in elementary school because I remember making a bindle. I think I did. I honestly, you said that. I think I did too. And I put like black marker on my face to indicate the stubble of what. Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It's very akin to those sad clown images. 
They, you they, know? Yeah, they, you're right. They sort of looked like it, with the sort of white paint in the... Uh, like an oversized red. plaid blazer. Yes. <laughs> I think they were just so remarkable back then, maybe because there was, you know, less of them or during the Dust Bowl, you know. Totally. Um, Hoovervilles. More... What'd you say? Hoovervilles. Hoover... It's giving grapes of wrath. Hoovervilles. Um, oh, um, who... yeah, you said Hooverville from um, uh, It's a Wonderful Life too, right? Is that? Well, in It's a Wonderful Life, they weren't called Hoover. It was called Pottersville. Because oh. do you remember, did you ever watch It's a Wonderful Life? I've seen it. Okay, well, Potter, old man Potter, the meanest okay. guy you've ever met. He was sort of this guy who just wanted to take advantage of people. Anyway, when George Bailey wasn't around, uh, George Bailey was loaning people money and letting them subsist on a moderate income. But when Potter took advantage of them, they all had to move into these sort of like uh, Hoover-esque okay. town, you see. know, buildings that were I not see. good. But yeah, I mean. Those were fucked up times. I know. It's so much. We're so removed from those times, right? Yeah. I remember, um, was this because of World War II or I don't remember if it was Dust Bowl or World War II. Maybe it was World War II. But they were using all the nylon for the war that women started just drawing the line of the tights on the back of their legs so it looked like they were wearing tights, but actually they couldn't buy them anymore. Dust Bowl. <laughs> Dust Bowl fashions. <laughs> Anyways. That was Dust that- Bowl. No, that was so Dust Bowl. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> That's why, I mean, you, I know you're into World War II. Yes. I totally get that. I also think, I mean, talk about, wasn't there a Ken Burns Great Depression? Or do I make that No, there's that a up? Dust Bowl. There's dust a Dust Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. And yeah, he yeah, talks yeah. about that. There's a full episode okay. dedicated to when they would draw on um, the, what's, what did you say? The negligee or whatever. Not negligee. <laughs> they the, would draw on the... a nightgown. <laughs> <laughs> They're just fully nude. We apologize, obviously, for the Dust Bowl. <laughs> the dust Bowl too. minute. We're only laughing because we're uncomfortable with how horrible uh, things were. I, do you but, think we have any Greatest Generation uh, listeners? Of course we do. And I, we love them. And, and honestly, I think that t- enough time has passed where they can sort of <laughs> chuckle at sort of the hardships that they overcame. Um, I'm in a new era now, not World War II. I'm in a Victorian era now. Ooh. I've been reading this Bill Bryson book. Oh, he's um, great. Jimmy recommended it. Uh, and he said that you have listened to Bill Bryson's, like that Shakespeare book. Mm-hmm. I got, I'm Bill Bryson pilled. He's I'm, good. He makes it, it, it's so entertaining to hear about the past. And yeah. he made a whole book about his Victorian home and all of the Victorian shit that led to this home that he lives in, like the 1700s and 1800s. And I'm just at the, at the like gilded age now <gasps> where Thomas Edison was trying to make concrete homes mm. and Americans were getting rich as hell from like that. steel. It's fun. So I can't recommend Bill Bryson's At Home enough. Wow. It's really fun. We watched, um, not watched, uh, listened to his like 1929 book i think that's the year it was yeah where like a bunch of shit in the summer of 1927 or 29 happened like Um, the world's fair yeah it was all kinds of fun stuff yeah it was like the wright brothers and like all this shit and one of them was about uh, babe ruth was at his peak at that time and he was a party pig like i was inspired he i mean i think he was like an alcoholic and i don't know TBD. I don't remember if he was like a truly bad guy or whatever. Right. That's for another day. But yeah. he would just party really hard while he was playing, you know, like the night before after staying at hotels and stuff. And there was a quote that literally sounded like a rap song. It was basically like, 
if you're not going to drink and fuck, get the hell out of here. And I was like, he's awesome. Wow. He, and he met anybody in his hotel room that wasn't ready to have sex with him or drink with him. You know who I heard said that exact same thing? The band, um, do you remember that band LMFAO? Yes. Someone I know or someone that I listened to, I don't know where I heard this information, but they said the exact same thing as Babe Ruth. A bunch of people were in their hotel room and they were, they were starting to linger past a certain point, past 3 a.m. And one of the members of LMFAO, I think that's the band name, yeah. He goes, if you're not fucking one of us, sorry, excuse my language, if you're not going to be fucking me or my brother um, in LMFAO, get the hell out of our hotel room. Weren't they um, son or like uncle and nephew or something? Yeah. He said, sorry, I didn't say brother. I said brother. He said, if you're not going to fuck me, my, the uncle to my nephew or my nephew, get the hell out of our it's hotel. giving... If you ain't getting drunk, get the fuck out of this club. Who sings that? I don't remember. Wow. I, I, this seems to be a common <laughs> trope where at a certain point, <laughs> rock stars or, or famous people just want to know who's there to make love to them at the end of the night. Maybe it is their song. LMFAO? Is it like, is that, but do they curse? They curse because their name <laughs> basically is an acronym All for the one of LMFAO the... heads are going to be like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Does anyone remember? Because I... are they shots, shots, shots? Who's shots, shots, shots? Shots, 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 I think is Little John. And the reason okay, why I LMFAO... think that's what that line is from. Okay, shots, cause... shots, shots. And didn't we just hear shots, shots, shots on the Super Bowl? Little John, did you watch the uh, Yes. Show? Right. <laughs> so it's all coming back. Early 2000s, right? It's yeah, so back. It's true. Just like Sheena's outfit on Vanderpump. Yes, which one of my favorite <laughs> scenes. I don't want to step on it or whatever, but that was amazing. I just want to say one Super Bowl meme that I saw that really made me laugh. It was like, if I was Taylor, this is how I would show up to the Super Bowl. And it was an image of when Kim Zolciak did that nude shoot where her body was painted to be wearing the Falcons jersey. And it's like so disgusting. I, I saw that too. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> They used to always do that. Uh, I've mentioned I watched Girls Next Door, the Playboy Mansion reality show. They would For all the Playboy parties, they would always have painted wow. ladies. And it's just a very funny thing to me, especially when it looks like clothes, but it's not. It is. Because imagine <laughs> you have to imagine if you went to a party with someone and they showed up <laughs> and you looked at their outfit and they had a painted on suit or whatever, but you looked closer and you saw... Nips. <laughs> If you were under the assumption that they were wearing clothes and then you found out that there's nipples and possibly... If I remember correctly, the Kim Zolciak one, they tried to make it look like her jersey was tied up on the side. So they added this little like noblet of like, I don't Wait, know what. Where did she wear that at? I think Bowl? she took photos, like boudoir photos for him. Kim is sort of, okay. Kim is sort of back in the, oh, and, and she's wearing a jersey because Croy would like that. Yeah. Better times for them. Rip. Um, well, I, I I mean, Kim now, I think, has the biggest chance of potentially being back on Atlanta based right. on the major upheaval that is happening on Atlanta. Yeah. Did you read what's, that? What's the tea? So, well, I, I didn't even mean to do that much of a segue, <laughs> but it was a good segue from Kim to... Um, so, Portia is, was recast um, on Atlanta, which is a huge deal for me. I mean, yeah. I think, I think Portia leaving was a detriment to Atlanta. I always loved Portia. She's one of the only, uh, cast members that's ever left willingly and wasn't fired. She just like yeah. wanted to get away and like try her own thing. So her coming back, I think is great for the show. Obviously I think that fulfills the candy hole that mm -hmm. is lost. I mean, cause people are going to be just so excited to see what Portia's up to. Yeah. I'm excited. And then they also said that they're not doing a full reboot, obviously. 
but that was in consideration for Atlanta because yeah. I guess season 15 was so derided, even though we enjoyed it um, right. fine enough. And isn't she now married to a former, not what she was friend of, former friend of's uh, husband? I, I, I think so. I have not checked in properly on Portia, even though I loved her so much. I have a hard time keeping tabs on people when they're outside of the Bravo universe. So I don't know, but I think that's the case. Yeah. Um, What's his name? I don't know. Okay. Um, but we get to find out. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. To, I like the, you know, I, I'm excited for the Bravo edit of what Portia has been going on. Yeah, that'll doing. be fun. She's like one of those people that will succeed within and without the Bravo universe. So it's smart of them to keep her in the mix. You yeah, know? I think she's one of the funnier cast members they've ever had. I think Kenya now has a chance of staying. Because with Candy gone, I was thinking Kenya might leave too and sort of be like, fuck Atlanta, you guys figure out how to do this without me and Candy. You'll be, you know, you'll be coming back to us in two seasons. But now with Portia there, I think there's a better chance of it being an engaging season. So maybe Kenya will stay because they have a great right. dynamic. Right. And then, Do they still hate each other? I think to this so. Day? But Kenya considers Portia a worthy adversary. Yeah. She even said on the, the Carlos King podcast, which was a great interview with Kenya um, going, this was like six months ago or whatever. She was very honest. And she said, I don't like Portia and we have strong disagreements, but you cannot deny that we are amazing television together. Okay. So Kenya wants that, like wants her on. And then maybe this is this could possibly be an opening for Kim to go on Atlanta because Kim needs to go on Atlanta. Yeah, for sure. It would almost be a question of whether Atlanta would say, we don't want to go back to the well with Kim right now. Right. I know. It might be too dark. I don't know. The only thing I'll say about Kim, you know, and she listens ever since we said that we would bring Kim and Croy into our, our house. She's been a tur an avid <laughs> Turtle Time listener. And I would just say, Kim, you have to now give Atlanta your all because she got so burnt out on Atlanta when she knew that spinoff was coming that she gave nothing to the yeah. show sort of like Candy last season where she was just busy with other stuff and she didn't want to go on trips Kim now if you get cast back on Atlanta I think you need to metaphorically sing for your supper and <laughs> yeah. you know and really be a mainstay yeah because if she was honest and you know forthright with her life it could be really good totally. you know like she's going through probably i assume the worst time of her life the worst time ever and um this is a way for kim to get, i mean I, I she obviously has uh croy has alluded to she has like gambling uh, addiction yeah. you know allegedly that's what he says but um hopefully that is something that would also need to be reckoned with so that she wasn't just making an atlanta paycheck and then it immediately goes to her habit or whatever but at this point i mean i think that she should go in Atlanta just so that she can make a good income. Again. Yeah. She needs to move back into that little townhouse from season one. Yeah. It could be like a full regression where she just gets to start over and pick herself up by her. What's that expression? Bootstraps. Bootstraps. And yeah, sort of like <laughs> get her bindle, wrap up her stuff. <laughs> she might've sold her bootstraps on Instagram stories. You She's think? selling all her shoes. I didn't notice that, but I do think that there have been a lot less TMZ stories surrounding them. I yeah. think I think I think Croy put a stop to how much like press they were putting in about each other. Yeah, I hope her kids are okay. It's such a fucked up situation. Me too. Um, so do you do you have do you have uh, high hopes? I mean, we weren't really down on Atlanta that much. Yeah, not really. I mean, I was entertained, but I do think it's ready for a little shakeup. Um, Candy was so over it. I love Candy, but like she, I think the show is just one of the 10 things she does. So she was kind of like, eh. If she can't get an Emmy from it, 
for yeah. the, sought, the sought after E and EGOT, I think that her priorities are elsewhere. Right. I know. Because she's acting on other shows at the same time. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think she can move on. She can come back later maybe. Um, I'm excited to see. I I assume they'll add new people too. I think, I think unfortunately, I loved Sonya. And I think she's a good presence. But I don't think Sonya will exist in a show that's like rebooted and revamped. Yeah. Uh, Drew had a lot of stuff she's going through but if you're doing a major shakeup maybe they just don't necessarily care about continuing on with what previous cast members are doing if you're going to start from scratch and maybe drew can't um doesn't live up to you know the new standard that they're going to have for atlanta with her existing storyline so i think drew would probably be on the chopping block and then new cast members potentially yeah I get stressed out thinking about. I know. I, I'm I'm excited for Atlanta. I didn't really think that it deserved this. Um, this like, I don't know, majorly like people considering it one of the worst seasons of all time. I didn't think it was like that. But whatever they do, I think with Portia back and hopefully Kenya back, at least there will still be the what's that called? Like the there will still be a nucleus of right. the talent that we've seen forever. Right. And then we get to see new cast members sort of like come in. I mean, that's what, that's what, that's what Roni should have done. Yeah. That's what Roni should have fired Ramona if they wanted to, because mm-hmm. she was the one who had the scandal surrounding yeah. her season 13 performance and just keep Dorinda Luann or Dorinda would have had to come back. Sonia yeah. and Luann and then build the, the cast around them. Yeah. Because then like on Atlanta, if they keep those core OGs, then we have, reason for other ogs to pop in yes you know like yes nini kim shrey whatever yeah and there's there's precedent for that like on beverly hills sutton was a newcomer i don't know how many seasons ago that was but like she has become you know one of the mainstays of beverly hills and one of the people that uh represent beverly hills at this point she had to fight her way to the top people hated her everyone was trying to take her down for multiple seasons (laughs) and so i think that that makes you a better um cast member having to fight for your spot amid amongst legends yeah and i think that maybe atlanta's casting decision to make this sort of a reboot slash revamp with old cast members as well is sort of a response to the roni casting in a way yeah do you think that that roni news is legit do you think that's going to happen I think so from a quality standpoint, if I'm just being, you know, we're, we're like commenting on the quality of Bravo. We talk, you know, we talk about it. I would say that the quality was like, it was low quality. Mm -hmm. Like we were very disappointed in the season and we were trying to be as objective as possible and nice as possible about it as huge Roni fans. So I think if they're just taking, if they're rating it by quality, yes, a major shakeup has to happen. Yeah. Um, and I also think that there is some merit to the concern that Luann, Dorinda, and Sonia are so powerful. And if they don't continue to be in the Bravo ether, they should move on and get people to pay them an exorbitant amount of money for their talent because they are so talented and go to Netflix or Hulu mm-hmm. and start a new reality show. That is within their right. Bravo just has a hold on them because they keep offering them these peacock spinoffs or whatever. Yeah. But if they want to keep the talent, they have to reward them with a show and not just give them these piecemeal right. shows. I did get excited. You sent me a stitch that Dorinda did of oh. Aaron was uh, on a podcast or something. Aaron from Roni uh, saying... They were like, did you watch Ultimate Girls Trip with the New York girls? What did you think? And Aaron's like, it was cute. Like, kind of condescending. Like, it was cute, I guess. And then Dorinda's like, 
like she like oh you have to watch this i should we should we should just uh, post uh dorinda's face and when she responds to that you said you said what i think i was thinking too which is like Aaron, you better stop right now because Dorinda, your head off. because you will find Dorinda in your home while you're sleeping, sort of like the ghost of Christmas past or whatever, like, or Jacob Marley or yeah. whatever with chains. And she will be over your bed saying, what did you say about me? Like Dorinda looks, she'll like, be using her little hand gesture when she gets blackout and starts gesticulating with her hands. That's why that, that is why it's so already just you saying that provides me with more joy than 14 episodes of the new Roni. Dorinda and Aaron. Aaron I was immediately terrified. Like, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I don't mind. People say Dorinda is too mean. I I don't, I mean, I, I, when she said drunkenly, what if your son died to Brandy or whatever at UGT season two? Like, I was like, okay, that's the worst thing I've ever heard someone say ever in my life. But is it so horrible that we can't see her again? Sure. Like, I mean, the thing is, she just so continually was getting belligerent that it had to stop like she it just kept happening over and over and over again then it happened again on like girls trip and stuff where you're like wait i thought you like took time off and you're gonna come back and be more together because when you do a rewatch she's so together in there like yeah she's like a drinker and like you know it's alluded to that she parties and whatever but she's so buttoned up on her first season and then like as each season passes, she's getting yeah. like, you know, you can't understand a word she's saying. She's so mad. Yeah. Um, she's like cutting her hand with a knife, bleeding. Yeah, I'll um, never forget that scene. Like, and it just keeps happening. And the worst one is when Bethany takes her to Puerto Rico. Oh. Uh, oh. And she like reams out this guy who's like a lifelong uh, like charity director. And she's like you don't know like my husband we did this stuff and like you don't know what you're talking about bethany is just like what are you doing yeah i don't think bethany has ever been more embarrassed in her life but she was was actually nice to her about it she was like i think you have an issue yeah like i'm not gonna hold it against you like i forgive you like that was crazy, but yeah. like she was actually, she didn't like hold it against her, which was nice. Yeah, because Dorinda's so smart. It's not like with, I mean, Ramona's smart, but in a different <laughs> way. But like Dorinda's smart that when you talk to her when she's probably sober, she's like, I am so sorry, yeah. like regretful. Like she just has issues with rage. Yes. And and, and rage is one but of But it's the... like, then like work on that. Right. I don't <laughs> think, I guess, I guess my, I'll say, I, I was saying in defense of Dorinda, like coming back on Roni, I would say if it's going to perpetuate drinking potential drinking issues and rage issues and maybe it is not i you know i want her to be in an environment where she thinks it's safe right you know and and healthy right i was hoping that post john like if her and john broke up that her life would get better but it seems maybe the same does john come off um different on a rewatch of roni (laughs) a recent um he's definitely um the thing is i don't like hate him and everyone's opinion changes over time where some of them like bethany ramona like they loathe him like they think he's horrendous and almost get in like physical fights with him they think he's so bad and then like one season later or two seasons later they're like he's he's all right like he's fine so So i think he's like skeezy but i don't think he's like evil okay that's sort of how on oc they sort of warmed up to shane yeah. Right? I mean, not, not a, to a lesser degree, <laughs> but everyone likes Shane now. Yeah. I don't think John's a bad guy. I think he treated Dorinda well, but he was just kind of like, you know, had dirtbag qualities. Um, yeah. He was a wheeler and a dealer. 
He was dancing with Kristen Takeman that one time, right? right? Yeah, apparently he was grabby, which is not good. But... Not good. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess to answer your question, it does roam. Is this true? I think it's so almost too good to be true because yeah. I think it's exactly what Bravo should do. Yeah. Keep the talent that you've cultivated for a very long time before they leave for another network. Obviously, everyone loves them. They keep making shows surrounding Luann and Sonia, as many right. shows as they can have. Why not just put them back on the franchise that made them and let the new cast members also have to sing for their supper and get better working with you know professionals and see who rises to the top? Jessel might flop in, in, in comparison to Luann and Sonia, and we might be like, Jessel, what the hell are you doing? Like, yeah. You compared to Luann, like, what the hell? Or, and Aaron might start to shine, or Bren might start to be great. Like, they need to be tested in an environment where it's not all newbies, because that made for a really bad show, in my right. opinion. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd be, you know, why not? Let's well, just see. Let's test this new hypothesis, and then by the third season, we'll shake out what it should be. Right. Exactly. So. That's my, yeah, it's like survival of the fittest in there. Yeah. Um, and speaking of the opposite of a bad show, which <laughs> I was saying Roni was, I would say there was some huge news uh, in, in regards to a good show, a good Bravo show. Okay. Winter House. Right. Winter House officially, um, Paige DeSorbo was at like a fashion show or something, and she put a post on Instagram, or yeah, a story on Instagram, and she goes, I don't know what it said exactly, I forget, but it was something like, the feel, like this is what I'll be doing now that Winter House is canceled. And she said it before the Winter House news even came uh-huh. out officially. Wow. She said, she said, I don't know what the sentence before it was, but she said Winter House is canceled. And wow. then immediately the day after, people had an exclusive, I guess that they checked on that <laughs> right they, they got it officially from bravo that winter house is being put on pause and they're not going to film season four this year which they would have been filming around like february and march you know stand right. of all time last year is interesting when they do you think it's like a ratings thing well i it's either I, I it has to be a ratings thing because if it had great ratings right they could justify having winter house you know every season i think that's like the one metric that they care about the most i think that winter house was more derided than we uh than we thought and the ratings i i didn't check the ratings but they yeah. must have not been very good and right. it might be very expensive to have a show with um top tier cast members from all these different franchises like imagine what craig conover makes right now and right. page be, yeah. you know after being on shows for six seven you know ten seasons like their rates might not justify the amount of money that winter house costs to produce if the ratings are not good right and i guess people overall don't consider that like the below deck and brian benny like additions were i mean i loved them but mm-hmm. I, I guess they just didn't think that they were up to par with like having the southern charm cast members yeah in there. It should be like on Peacock. That's my like business model for everything. I'm like, put it on Peacock. <laughs> Somewhere where there's just less pressure for it. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. Maybe they'll reassess after Summer House because I assume this is going to be a huge season of Summer House. Yeah. And we were just talking about this before. I opened up Instagram this morning with my bleary eyes and I saw Carl Radke shirtless in boxer shorts on a rotating pedestal on the Drew Barrymore show. I was uh, Kyle Cook also there. I was bleary too. <laughs> I got that in my inbox and I was bleary eyed just like you. And I just saw uh, boxers with hearts all over them. And then I, when I saw who was inside of them, it was Kyle and Carl. Yeah. Well, because I follow, I think, just Drew Barrymore 
the person oh, on good. Instagram. And so he was facing away and she says something about like, she's like, so Carl, whatever. And then I heard his name. Then I saw what he looked like. And then he started talking, but still hadn't turned around. And I was like, what? Like, cause it wasn't, you know, lover boy or Carl's right. account. It was just Drew Barrymore's account. And I was like, what? And then he turned around. It was him. And then Kyle was there too. And I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, and and <laughs> I, I, I guess for our little turtle cuties, I, I I don't think we still know what it was. Right? <laughs> I I mean, may, I guess they're doing promo for Summer House. I assume because it's on next week. Right, um, of course. I thought it was more lover boy centric because it was Carl and Kyle. Um, but it had something to do with Valentine's Day. They, you know, it was something about probably that they were hunks. She was asking them questions. Carl, while he was rotating shirtless, she asked him if he was single, which I'm like, do your research, Drew. Yeah. And what um, did he say? Yes. He said, yeah. Um, but he gave some like nice answer about how Aww. he's focusing on himself and like his like wellness and his friends, family and career and, you know, trying to be smart about his next move or whatever. She- and Drew Barrymore was like, I love that. Aww. She was like, it's giving awareness, like self-awareness. I like that. <laughs> Um, I like Drew Barrymore. She's sweet. I uh, mean, she got I briefly kind of canceled, but I think we should all, I know that it was scab behavior and I don't understand why she did that, but I think she has a good heart. I know why <laughs> she did it and I don't want to get into it because I know that our, our, um, scab. Someone's s- going to put a big rat outside of Villa Rosa right now. I, I, we cannot have that, um, at all, but I just think Drew Barrymore is a good person. I think that I can say that with uh, high <laughs> confidence and she should not be uh, berated for uh, one mistake that she made during a very tense, horrible time sure. in the entertainment industry. And I like her and I think she's a good person. Yeah. It was just a weird move considering she's been in the industry since she was like three years old. So she definitely like understands the moving parts. But yeah, I certainly don't want to justify her behavior <laughs> at all. But <laughs> I just think now it's time to move past and forgive. I which- think... The, the world has good i'm so glad i mean she deserves forgiveness every no one is irredeemable for the most part except a few horrible stinkers do you ever think i was just thinking of this when you said carl was wearing his underwear rotating on a spinning thing talking <laughs> about Lindsay. do you ever think that carl we've talked about this a lot the parallels to scandoval but carl really is the model for how tom sandoval should have gone gone about breaking up with Ariana it obviously wouldn't have been well received at all in any way and we would hate him for a certain amount of time but Carl did the hard work of addressing real issues on camera which people yeah Lindsay says oh my blind (laughs) hashtag blindside but he did the real work of doing that the the conversation or argument devolved to a place where Lindsay wanted to break up because she she's sort of all or nothing yeah right you know she's sort of black and white and then now he's taking time for himself he's not saying he's in a relationship he's not doing any weird stuff like kissing women licking tongues with like you know what i mean right. he's not even he's not even trying to be like a sexual lothario right now in this no. time he, yeah he's being respectable um he's like minding his business he's also he's, like i mean no offense you're gonna say living he's looking his, good no. living his best life yeah I did, I mean, unbothered uh, unbothered and i'm not saying that um lindsey was a you know was a <laughs> encumbered him yeah i wasn't saying he's now unencumbered <laughs> i'm just saying he realized there was something wrong in the relationship he did a very hard thing one of the hardest things you can ever do which is break up with someone especially they, they were about to get married yeah the worst time in the world and now it seems like he doesn't um he doesn't even i haven't even heur- heard him say a negative word about Lindsay. all yeah. of the negative which it makes sense but i'm just saying he hasn't ever like 
got into the the mud to justify his his behavior about right. this yeah no i mean <laughs> i think i can see the tides turning on the internet already and we haven't oh. even seen the first episode yet they, they did by the preview they're like yes. oh they were like oh carl yeah uh, you know i think some people still don't like carl and still don't trust him which whatever fine but like um as long as you're not just completely in the bag for Lindsay and realize that it's very clearly going to unfold that they should not have ever gotten married. I, I think, well, we are, yeah, we already, we already thought that. So it wasn't a surprise yeah. that this relationship ended. And then also just the trailer showing scenes where Carl is talking to Kyle about it, hearing advice from his parents about yeah. it. It's like, okay, so this was a, <laughs> a, a evolving thought process that, that Carl had. It, yeah. it already fully swept hashtag blindside away right and uh uh, yeah seeing her version of playing out as bizarro bad seed ariana is still fun to this day she keeps doing like sorry i'm being kind of mean um can we be mean for a second (laughs) little little cuties if you don't like mean comments uh go one minute in the future she keeps doing like bobo magazine covers which is like I mean, that's kind of old school housewives. Lindsay where it's Weekly. Like, yeah. Right? Yeah. It'll be like. Hubhouse. Blonde girl. Uh, <laughs> uh, gazette. Isn't it like when Ramona was on that like free weekly or whatever? Was that, is, am I remembering that correctly? Yeah. Sonia was on like Latina, like, I don't right. know what well, magazine. I mean, no offense, but Lisa was also on a couple of those too, where it was sure. called Lisa Monthly. Oh, right. It was like Hollywood Boulevard Daily. Oh, yeah. The, what was the one that she was always doing? Like Restaurant Beverly Hills. Yeah, that one was like a little more. But justified. it was like she was like the editor in chief, like the, like at large or yeah. something. That, that guy was sort of a Truman Capote. He was. Guy. Where is that little guy? I don't know. I liked him. I know. He was always like, you're fabulous, Lisa. He goes, Lisa, guess what? Um, We're putting you on the cover. I know we had you on the cover last month, but I think this month would also be a great time to have you on the cover and Lisa was like they're like sure. can Pandora do a jewelry <laughs> spread for us <laughs> uh, what were you saying you were saying oh yeah Lindsay, um, yeah it's just like everything is just like a no. flop in my opinion she thinks landlord. everything's a win she's hashtag landlord which by the way I haven't gone back and checked on that video in a while but I swear to god the comments were nine out of ten uh agreeing with us there were a few really? that were saying that it was like um bs to judge a woman for trying to make a second income or something and i was like sure whatever bye judge uh, a woman for making <laughs> second income that's what that's what we're doing it's when we're giving misogyny <laughs> yeah of course okay, um, okay but uh and all the comments were like honestly i was terrified to read them but they were all pretty good so i feel good about that takedown yeah um so that was flop number one um her, all of her what was that reading she did the other day oh i didn't see it oh, what i didn't watch it because i didn't want to there was some like funny her memoir no it was like um you know when they do like celebrity readings of a script or something yeah when they do yeah of course um, um like those table reads yes. with other people reading the parts of i think it was like it might have been a bravo show and then they had random like bravo people reading and she was one of them and i couldn't make myself watch she it, reads but... ariana's lines from the reunion <laughs> tries to like yeah it was probably her... something like that um, um but yeah i'm just like i'm not interested if anyone is like still a stan of hers, I'm like, let's just wait until we see this season. Well, no, I mean, if 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 they have watched all of Summer House and still ride hard at dawn for Lindsay, <laughs> then I don't think she, there's nothing she can right. do that is going to 
switch them over. I mean, Lindsay has done, I mean, you can just tell, I, I mean, like when you watch these shows uh, for a certain amount of time, you just can tell who they are. I mean, yeah. it's like, it's just so hard to fake for 10 years that you're a good person or, a, <laughs> or, or not a bad person when yeah. you're on shows that long. You get a sense of everyone, like uh, Vanderpump Rules is very accurately portraying the personalities of the cast. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, um, but that's, so I, I guess to wrap up the winter house thing, I, I think it's, I, I guess, you know, obviously if the ratings are, aren't good, what can Bravo do? It's like, right. what, but you're, I think you're right. Maybe, maybe it should have just been a Peacock exclusive and then there it doesn't have the Bravo pressure, but I think that people are giving it short shrift, which is a word I say now every week <laughs> because they didn't see the Southern Charm cast, like Paige and Craig mm-hmm. and Sierra, which I love all of them. Yeah. But I felt like Brian, Benny, Katie Flood, and whoever else, um, Casey. Yeah. Like, I thought that they did a great job. And I, I, I loved every episode of Winter House. I thought it was, I thought yeah. it was fun. It ended up time. being more fun than I thought. Um, but yeah, maybe, like I said, they'll reassess post-Summer House. Maybe there'll be a new interest. Yeah. Um, I just thought that it was also a good, like, for lack of a better term, breeding ground for new relationships in the Bravo universe by finding some way to get the different cast crossovers to happen. I mean, that's when Craig started to look at Paige when he was in a relationship on Winter House. He was sort of starting to be like, I kind of like Paige. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it it creates more uh, engagement in the Bravo universe by, or, you know, what, like it, it, it cultivates more storylines by having. Um, them all meet each other and party right. with each other. Yeah, like seeing fun. Katie Flood and Schwartz start to love each other was so sweet. Yeah, it's almost like a like a thought experiment of just like what if we put these stars in a house? Um, I guess it's kind of like almost like a Big Brother style or something where you just are putting in a mix yeah. that is unnatural. So anyway, I'm sa- I'm sad for Kyle Cook. I mean, he's doing so good, and he obviously <laughs> was on the Drew Barrymore show. Um, having time in his life. I mean, they don't need any more. And like, I'm not, I shouldn't be sad that like they don't have another outlet to get a hundred thousand dollars an episode, but I'm just sad that cause it wasn't for me, it wasn't a, it wasn't the quality of winter house that got it canceled. It just was like a lack of engagement from people. And I think it's underrated, but I'm glad that there is a place for all of those cast members on other shows yeah. besides, I guess, Brian Benny. Right. Which is yeah, sad. what's he going to do? Uh, Family Karma is also on pause. Right. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay, well, mm-hmm. that's all the news I had. And, and uh, did you have anything else you wanted to add? I don't think so. Um, yeah, we can. Uh, do you need to do a certified? And then... I, I will take a piss. <laughs> um, I will take a piss now just to do it so that we can be in it for the long haul with our Vanderpump rules. Yeah, we're going to need the time. Uh, we're going to talk probably a little bit about the after show too. Yeah. But I wanted to bring up uh, that during the after show, which is only 20 minutes, I don't know how long they sit there for, but Schwartz takes a certified turtle piss break during the after show. And he's like, is that okay? Yeah. And they bleep <laughs> it out because uh, he says three words Beep. before piss. Certified turtle. No, sorry. He says, he says, beep, beep, piss, beep. And I think that they didn't want to give us shine. Yeah. So if you haven't seen the after show yet, which I'm sure a lot of people haven't, check it out. You can see his lips move and it looks like he's saying certified turtle. And he says, piss, yeah. break. So yeah. anyway, I thought that was nice too. So we know that James always has to pee. Schwartz always yeah. has to pee. Um, I'm keeping tabs on everyone that has to pee all the time. Can I say something that's... Um, possibly mean for a second mm-hmm. so scrub 15 seconds first uh, <laughs> right now if you don't want to hear something mean 
I kind of almost enjoyed the after show more than the episode. That's interesting. This week. Okay. Okay. You I had never watched it before. I appreciated that it was short. Yeah. Um, I guess, does it air? No. No, Online I think only. it's just a... I think Peacock. it's a Peacock exclusive. Yeah. I've never seen it. It was like 23 minutes. Yeah. I just like hearing straight from the horse's <laughs> mouth. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I just we'll wanted to get tease, into it. I want to tease, you know, Vanderpump Rules, and then we're going to do a Beverly Hills minute later. But let, let Amy and I piss first, please. <laughs> please. All right. Bye. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. We're back. Hey. It's VPR time. I can't believe... I Can you believe that we're just sitting here talking about the current season of Vanderpump Rules? I know. Three episodes deep. Three episodes deep. Um, this episode was called, if I'm not mistaken, it was called You're Not the Queen of the Group. It's true. When I saw that, I was like, can't wait to see how that comes up. Yeah. Um, they were ki- kind of keeping this title hidden on the live broadcast. They were like calling it untitled or, or TBD or something. So I didn't find that out until after I watched it. But very um, provocative title. It is. Um, so it basically, it picks up exactly where it left off. Yeah, we're still, because it had that to be continued. So James stops pissing, right? His <laughs> right. stream fully ends. He got all of his piss out on the bushes. <laughs> and then it goes back to Tom's party. And emo night in conjunction with each other at the same time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's like they replay the Are You Sorry for the Ultimate Betrayal? Um, oh, uh, no. Uh, Tom tells Schwartz, he reenacts the what James said and all of that. And he's like, James was like, are, are you sorry for the ultimate betrayal? And <laughs> Schwartz is like, you should have said yes. I know. And uh, then he brings up the Kristen thing. And Schwartz is like, come on, like, no. It, yeah, that was um, that was the first time where I've seen Schwartz, you know, be like that, like offer strong advice, at least yeah. it, semi-strong advice to Tom. Because he was just like, he, when he said, he, when Sandoval's like teeing Schwartz up to like be on his side about the ultimate betrayal thing or whatever, Schwartz is like, just say yes. Yeah, like who cares at this point? Right. And he's like, he did the same thing, but way worse. Yeah. And then they show Maya, the dog, who's like, oh, I didn't see that. Did Maya (laughs) She was like, cock her head She looked shocked. Yeah. And then Schwartz says, like, so I I did like his reaction. Like, oh no, you brought up Kristen. Oh man. But he doesn't fully say, like, you should just be contrite. Like, you should just, no buts, 
just apologize to everyone as long as they can stand your apology with no justification. I think that's what Schwartz is trying to say. Yeah. And he can't believe that Tom is still excusing his behavior. And then Schwartz says, just so you know, you're going to need to change tact because every single person in this group is going to come at you, you know, wanting something like an apology. And if you just get angry, it's not going to be sustainable. Right. Which is good advice, but it's, it's, he, it's like not so definitive because Schwartz likes to have a lot of um, ambiguousness to it but that's pretty good advice generally right like, well, but he doesn't like, say- yeah like you're lucky that in this universe James came to your house like that's huge that he entered your home yes and then you know you just refused to play ball and ruined your way in so it's like why did you even invite him then if you weren't gonna entertain the conversation i think it's what you said last week where it was like the words ultimate betrayal just sent like the (laughs) rage or whatever indignation up sandoval's spine yeah he could not not retort to that because he just he's like he can't he can't accept that anyone would classify something he did as the ultimate betrayal and he loves going to the past to you know, basically yeah. the Jack's defense. You're no angel, sweetheart. <laughs> yes. He loves doing that. Yeah. It's crazy, though, on this episode. So, like we said, uh, Sandoval looks pretty good at this point, even though he just got back from being tortured on World's Toughest Test. We said that, right? Um, we yes, said. we did. He, his skin looks good. He, he looks healthy. Because then when they flash back to him apologizing yes. to Sheena or yep. whatever, you're like, oh, my God. I forgot how on death's door he looked. Like, so skinny, sallow, the mustache just, like, dripping on his face. Like, it looked – he looked terrible. His mustache was, like, up and down. Like, it, like, looked patchy and stuff. I was like, damn, like, the mustache did not look good on him. No. Like, I, I, I accepted it in the moment, you know, before – Before shit went down, it – I thought it was kind of fun. Yeah. Like at the beginning of season 10, like you have to, I think, look healthy to have a mustache. When you look sick and have a mustache, then it becomes but weird. That's a truism that you just said that we've never <laughs> touched on before. You have to look healthy to have a mustache. I think that's true. And also, people don't say it. No, they, they don't say it enough. Um, also, he had a bunch of, if you look closely, he had a bunch of breadcrumbs and soup in his mustache from oh. Crafty. So I, I saltines, yeah, Ritz. I don't, know, I don't know why. I guess he had a bindle behind him in his seat or whatever. But he basically, yeah, you can see clearly if you pause it. There's a bunch of sardine crumbs and soup um, bl- bl- uh, blobs, like from soup curdles in and his mustache. Bread anyway. from the Hooverville bread line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you, I think it's almost objective and not in defense of him to say he looks ten times better than he did at the thick. No, I was like ball. shook. I forgot how bad he looked and. Like at the reunion, and then remember Andy kept saying like, yeah. "I've never seen him look like this." It was terrifying. Yeah, basically. and I think we got used to how he looked in the thick of Scandaval. But yeah, he looks he looks a lot better, and I don't think anyone will be mad at us for saying that he just generally looks healthier, much right. healthier. Yeah. So I think uh, again, I never remember what I said in weeks previous, but I do think he has to have a defense mechanism to survive because the low that he was at during the reunion and subsequent weeks uh, before and after were not sustainable. And so I think his apology tour like almost took his entire life force away. And so now he has to be a little bit in denial just to like survive. You're right. I think I think so too. And it's only until, which, you know, I'm stepping ahead a little bit, but it's really, I think, only until, I don't know why it took Lisa saying it, you know, but yeah. eventually she says, like, 
just absolute contrition. And yeah. it seems like finally he realizes it, even though everyone else <laughs> has been saying the exact same thing. He got to a him. slap on the hand from mommy. Yeah. Um, okay. And then um, we go over to emo night. Uh, James fills in the group on what has just happened. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, I have to say, I don't think James did the best job explaining what had happened here <laughs> no yeah, I, he, he, I don't know he's sort of like I, I don't know if he felt uncomfortable in the emo night environment in that like dressing room area or, or green room but like I, he, he like he says I just got back from you know whose house mm-hmm. which he's the second person who says you know who in this episode <laughs> okay you know what I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Schwartz also says you know right. who like they, they they're scared yeah. they can't speak his name yeah and, and Ariana the- says you mean my house yeah my house that you, just you know in. my house you know my which <laughs> everyone just keeps forgetting that this is ariana's house as well right yeah um and then he and then he says um he, he he sort of gives the high level uh you know summary of what happened but i just felt like he i don't know he just didn't i i've never seen james like he just didn't do a good job explaining what had happened he was like he said something like um you know he texted me which i thought was really manipulative because he thought that like on my on his birthday i wouldn't be able to like come at him or whatever and everybody's like okay which he hadn't he hadn't explained that before that that's what he thought tom sandoval was doing and i didn't read it that way either that tom sandoval was what taking advantage of it more was like we both we all understand that it was a scene right yeah yeah i guess so and then and then um he brings up that Tom mentioned 10 years ago and everybody sort of has to think for a second of what James is talking about. And <laughs> right. then I think Sheena says, Kristen. Right. And then uh, that's when Ariana says, which they sort of give the edit to show this is true, which Ariana says yeah. he has no one around anymore. That gives him honest feedback. Yeah. And the only people that will listen to him now are people that he pays. Yeah. And then the editors were just like, <laughs> well, I think we have to put scenes of the him. yes man cut of him being like and like he fucked her on my bed with my condoms and people being like yeah that's crazy or like oh my god that's fucked up oh, billy lee <laughs> he tells us to billy lee he's going into detail about something from 10 years ago about what yeah. james did with Kristen. which i was saying like at what point does this stop being an example you can use but the fact that billy is like she's she's like gasping shocked <laughs> hand james over this. her mouth it's like, it's like You've heard this before, right? You, you watched, watched the show. every episode of the show. On, He's already talked about this. I'm sure James has talked about of this. It's like, you're not shocked by what Sandoval is saying here. And it is true that no, he doesn't have anyone that, that just pushes back. Schwartz tried to. Yeah. And then Schwartz has to leave to go to emo night yeah. to be with his other people that yeah. he cares about. Sheena did say on the after show that um, she exempted Kyle Chan from the yes man narrative. And they all agreed. I like that too. I was going to bring that up, but it's perfect to say now uh, Kyle Chan is not like Jason or Billy Lee, Sheena says. Apparently. I mean, it seems like Kyle Chan for some reason gets a pass across the board. Like, I feel like even maybe Ariana, I'm not sure, but it doesn't seem like she hates him. She went to that party in San Francisco for True. him. Yeah, I think I think they might they must know Kyle Chan's heart more than we even do. And yeah. I believe Sheena when she says that that yeah. Kyle Chan yeah. possibly pushes back. Everyone Did you agreed. like the after show? Getting all it these was little fun. tidbits? And I would like to know when it was filmed. I think it's like like a month ago. Much okay. more recent. Do they do them all at the same time, you think? Or like maybe a chunk of them? I don't know. I think maybe a chunk of them at different times, but it's fairly recent. I don't know what like gave me that clue, but they talk about things that are like within the last month for the yeah. most part. No, so it's th- good because my main, not gripe, but like challenge watching the new season is r- having to recalibrate my mind for the 
May, June yes. anger or whatever. Yeah. And so it's interesting though, watching the after show that it hasn't really changed that much. No. Like unless they're just commenting exactly on the time and place, but um, like Ariana's still mad. Oh yeah. And, <laughs> and, and very mad at Schwartz. And I don't know if mm-hmm. she's going back into her um, feelings to represent how she felt then, but Schwartz and Ariana seem like they're very Feuding. bad. Yeah. yeah, Schwartz was the most. Uh, I mean, I don't know if we want to like spoil it fully, but Schwartz was still so yeah. pissed. Yeah, I guess I guess we should wait till the, for the yeah. scene. But I was I was shocked to see Schwartz get that angry with Ariana. I know it was kind of wild to watch. Also, yeah, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Okay. Um. So then, uh, Lala makes her first hint that she still doesn't even know what emo music is. She jokes that is Nickelback emo. Which, no, I guess <laughs> the, the answer is no. The answer is no. I, I yeah, I, I guess I, I would love to know a little bit more about Lala's musical journey. The yeah. fact that she never brushed up against emo in any capacity is kind right. of wild. Yeah, she's from Utah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, but uh, the Ariana and Katie when they were talking about uh, emo night, also on the after show, uh, they were saying um. They were kind of making fun of Sheena for at one point wanting to add Avril to the playlist. And they were like, why uh, put Avril when you could have uh, Pierce the Veil on the list? And the producer was like, did you say Pierce the Arrow? Yeah. And Which is a callback to Sandoval's band from like the early seasons. And I was like, that's a great callback. Yeah. I, I love that they caught that. They were ready. Yeah, that was so good. And Ariana <laughs> goes, could you imagine if we were playing Pierce the Arrow at Emo? And I was just, yeah, that was awesome. I love that producer who asked that question. That was so great. Yeah. Um, so how did, how did you feel? I felt like Emo Night in general, it just was so fast paced. And I know, obviously, they have to cut the shit out of this thing because it was just... They can't too, play any music. They can't play any music. So it's like you have to just play one song and hope that your edit just is carried by the one song you have like you know the time for yeah that's that's you know not copywritten or whatever the Sheena Bravo reveals library. sorry to keep this is the first time i watched yeah. after show and i keep there's so many tidbits it's, it's fun um she reveals and she was like i don't care i'm revealing this like it's too inside baseball i don't care she revealed that she basically came up with the idea of the emo good as gold um because what was the original song that she had heard an emo version of oh she had heard um um since you've been gone uh, since you've been gone yeah did a scream over and so then she was like holy shit like we need a song that we can um play on the show uh because everything else like they're not going to pay for right um and she was like i'll do good as gold emo so it was actually a practical yes. uh, invention smart as hell yeah and she she knew producer, that mind. They were, producer mind yeah so that that was um great but they're sort of cutting you know very quickly and we were there for emo night yeah. and the entire night was you know there were so many powerful moments i mean like we were seeing Kristen there yeah. we were seeing james and schwartz uh, have a long conversation i feel like schwartz had individual conversations with everybody there besides mm-hmm. just sheena like in my mind i was like emo night is gonna be a full episode of, yeah. of the stuff that happened well, we really thought that Kristen was gonna be a part of it like this was her I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I I thought at least Kristen was going to get the first friend of treatment post um the Scandal episode of season ten where she was introduced back into the world. Yeah. with her Ariana scene, I thought that Kristen was going to get another chance to be in this. I tried to look for if you could ever see her at all, and no. I did find myself, however, 
You uh, did, oh, I know. I saw you. It was awesome. I'm like a blob in the background, in the shadows. I'll, maybe I'll post it on Instagram. I was wearing a um, Lisa Simpson um, sweater dress. Um, and so I noticed that before I noticed myself. Like, I'm right behind Sheena in one of the scenes. Um, and only probably I could decipher, but I will maybe post. Hey, you should. Maybe we could do, like, we could put a photo of you on top of it. and, and But... <laughs> you know, do the gradient or whatever so that you're kind of see through. Like just to give a, Yeah, opacity, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but Emo Night really, as they rip through it, you know, it was so fun. Sheena plays the, the Screamo version of her song, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. She debuts it. And then the only like big piece of information or storyline that they put into the Emo Night experience was that Schwartz was late for Sheena's yeah. set. I know. Because he was at Sandoval's birthday and they have like a one minute conversation where Schwartz just says, oh I missed your set sorry I'm late and she was like yeah well if you weren't you know rioting for Tom Sandoval right now you would get you would have gotten to experience that and she's sort of like playfully pissed off at him but then that's like that's a through line that they try to carry for the rest of the episode that one little thing I know that was weak I thought yeah, I mean, um, Emo and I deserved better, but I guess you're right. There there was just nothing you can do with copywritten music blasting the entire time. You, ha- you, you have to, I guess, uh, chop it up so yeah. that it's, it's quick and fast-paced. There must be, like, more to the story. I know that Sheena is good friends with those Emo Night guys, um, and I assume all of them are now after that. But, like, they bartended on yeah. Watch What Happens. Um, it got basically covered in two episodes like i feel like there must have been a great vibe going where yeah. they were into it you know yeah for sure i also thought because that moment at emo night where art where lava goes i don't know anyone <laughs> who's been cheated on and then becomes a god and then they have <laughs> ariana holding the mic up and they show that scene and i just imagined i guess when that scene happened that like there'd be like ariana walking off stage full rock star moment glass sunglasses yeah. up or whatever and i just that was the moment from the trailer i was like damn yeah. I, I don't know it just felt like it didn't get enough credit for how powerful that was for Katie Sheen and Ariana to be doing that. Yeah. But yeah, you know, whatever, I guess, you know, they've got a show to make and they got to quickly <laughs> race through. Yes. Um, then, Oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to say one thing about um, Tom, uh, Tom, like Billy watching Billy Lee, this whole episode, Tom Sandoval has no cast members to talk to. Yeah. So he's left to talk to his paid friends or the hangers on that like were there because you could say Billy Lee was possibly being um what's that called like she had ulterior motives for yeah. wanting to stick by Sandoval through this whole thing and to hear Billy Lee's like pep talk to Sandoval <laughs> which is exactly what Ariana said yeah which is like Rachel left you in the dust <laughs> she abandoned you I watched you suffer with Ariana <laughs> now you're suffering with Rachel you even had to go to a we were at a comedy show and you had to race out to take a phone call. You from were her. at like, her beck and call. Beck, it's like, whoa, what? Like, okay, you were at Billy Lee's comedy show and Rachel called and she's in a mental... You get the hell out of there. He goes, he goes, oh God, sorry, I have a phone call. Like, it's like crickets while she says a, a joke or something. Anyway, I just thought that it was so ridiculous. Billy Lee's pep talk was like one of the worst I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, Did you notice there was a... Uh team ariana note on the fridge behind them during that conversation oh no, wow that's i think it was awesome. like leftover from like all the flowers and stuff but i love that he just left it up during his birthday like he's like whatever <laughs> um, wow. but yeah she's like it's time for you to focus on yourself right. and to heal and it's like all right girl you got your minute 
Like, yeah, it's like it's. I, I I just I also felt like like Tom Sandoval just doesn't have good scene partners. Like Kyle yeah. Chan is not very engaging. Unfortunately, no. I, I, I'm not disputing that he's a good person with good no, motives. He doesn't but, talk very much. No, he just doesn't. Like it's like Tom is trying to have Vanderpump rules like powerful scenes with people that are not up to the par of Vanderpump Rules cast members. So his scenes sort of like flop yeah. all these people. For sure. Um, so then it's like, it's sort of like that's the end of the to be continued part. And now we're in like a new episode of Vanderpump Rules. Basically. Yeah. It's like everyone's waking up the next morning or whenever. Yeah. I just quickly want to say that something I didn't realize Lala lives in Westwood. Oh, I don't think I knew that. It's weird. I also didn't know that Lala had a sweet older dog named Mm, lily yeah she's been in the mix i think like the whole time but not shown a ton but i remember her you're you were so right and i think our little turtle cuties (laughs) have already started to say how right you are that this is the pet edit i love it they're like it's like basically vanderpump rules pets even even with um and vanderpump dogs came back yeah it's like they want to show mr banks anytime (gasps) they had james going like spee 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 with the treats and i think those were pill pockets Oh yeah, greenies, Green, maybe. greeny pill, yeah. greeny pill, yeah, or yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe greenies or greeny pill pockets. But I thought that was you know fun. There's something very specific about that pill pocket viscosity. Oh, it's good. I use them <laughs> every day. Um, so I want to say something in general about the rest of the episode, which I found a little weaker mm-hmm. than um, definitely last week's. Last week's I thought was like a high watermark, and this one was a little bit of a underwhelming. I felt like in a lot of these scenes, they were all trying to set up storylines to try to justify what season 11 is going to be about. Yeah. And I felt like all of them sort of like flopped in a way mm-hmm. like the, I'm just going to go through them, but we can still talk about each scene, but like Katie and Ariana are talking about Sheena potentially flip-flopping. Cause mm-hmm. they're like, that's going to be the storyline of the season. Where, where will Sheena lie in this thing? And then like with Lala and Ariana, I don't know if you you remember that scene it's very quick but it's like about james's sobriety right and like james has already said that he's sober and i didn't right. understand at all why they're talking about it except that they're also trying to make that a, a storyline right and so mm-hmm. each of these scenes to me this felt like let's try to figure out what the path is for season 11 like and then sheena tries to make that the schwartz thing like she's not gonna like let schwartz into the mix or whatever i just felt very clearly that like each of these scenes was just trying to plant the seed of what they were going to talk about in season 11 and none of them really blossomed in my opinion any of these scenes like besides I think the only two that really stood out for me were Lisa and Tom sit down Mm -hmm. and then Tom and Sheena sit down at the very end yeah you know like yeah for me those are the scenes that that popped and the rest were sort of lackluster in my opinion yeah I it is interesting finally getting to hear from Sandoval himself. Um, and he, he's starting to, you know, drip in little bits of his personality for the first time. Like in that conversation with Sheena, he like finally cracks a joke and like is like trying to like get back in her good graces. Um, yes. So that was interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, right after Ariana and Katie get those IV drip bags, which have you ever done that? No. Would you? I think I would. I. Well, it, it would depend if 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 it was like BravoCon day three, yeah. when we were like you and I and <laughs> yeah. everyone were just dead, yeah, like dead. Like yeah. I had no energy left, and I had no humor in my. I felt like my soul had been sucked out by yeah. day three of BravoCon. I would have said, "Yeah, where's the IV drip? Yeah, I I want to see if life 
if I can still live <laughs> life returned. after this. Yeah, I'm just curious of if it how much it actually does. First of all, if I'm hungover, the idea of getting a needle in my body while I'm like nauseous and yeah, like kinda, tired sounds terrible. Yeah, it's kind of jarring. It's like yeah. it's like yeah, that's not how you'd want to spend your time. And second, my main problem with being hungover is that I'm exhausted and I'm not sure that like vitamins and hydration would necessarily make me not need a nap. But I, I could be wrong. I think you're right. I think if it's mo- mobile, like you don't have to go somewhere, they make it more convenient. I think if they had sort of like a wheelchair that you got to be in <laughs> yeah. while they wheeled you around or like with one of those IV. Um, traveling IV things like that you can walk the halls of a hospital with that would have been so and fun on the if strip. BravoCon day three or in old <laughs> Vegas or whatever us six or however many people there were in our party were just doing I- mobile IV drips walking we're walking our the casino <laughs> with the <laughs> IV yeah but I've never done it but I would be open to it but the only instance where I would think where I would ever need it is like that after a three day maybe the, we can get it sponsored oh i would love I mean, it i did get my ear pierced when i was hungover and that wasn't so bad yeah that was cool do you remember that beautiful video we made of it yeah it was good i haven't watched that since but maybe it was so they'll fun. give me more earrings since i don't have any anymore oh i would love that um <laughs> we just have to reach out to that sponsor and say specifically that we need new earrings they will not be named until they agree <laughs> <laughs> yeah so then so this scene you know just to summarize they're hungover as hell i did like actually I did like when Katie goes hesitantly into the room and Ariana goes, it's, it's, we're in the clear or whatever. And, and she, Katie's like, I don't know. Last time the two Toms were in the kitchen and they show the scene. I forget what Tom said, but it was really funny. They caught his conversation. Do you remember what he said? It was something like, so when it comes to certain beliefs and things, he was just like, <laughs> and chewing, she like snuck in the background, he was just chewing Schwartz's ear off with some like beliefs that he has or whatever and she was like can i get up these stairs without them noticing <laughs> right but then um, they, this is when they talk about they're worried about sheena flip-flopping i mean that, right. that's really all they're saying katie's like right they're like she has a soft spot for schwartz and like blah 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 i'm like yeah i was like whatever yeah and, and katie's like i don't want that energy back into my life they're basically saying they're saying i think sheena is gonna flip-flop right when will she do it we have to make sure that she won't i mean right. that's the they said it in a very nice way but that's what they're talking about right um, then we pop over to Pump. The first thing we see is a sign that I've never noticed before at Pump um, in curly Q uh, font. It says, wine makes my clothes fall off. I Yeah, I, I wanted to bring it up. Um, <laughs> I have that sign in my house and you've never remarked on it. But I didn't know that Pump had that. We should have bought it. They should have a, you know, a what would you call that? Like a closing sale. If we like did that, if we like went and asked Lisa how much that cost, she would be like $1,500. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's she made would, out of like bronze. She would upsell the shit out of it. <laughs> um, I liked it. It was sort of giving live, laugh, love. Yeah. Um, I was like looking around at the, when she was packing up everything and wondering if they have a box of hats still that I could go get, you know? I know. Yeah. I, I actually, I appreciated the scene because the scene at pump we talked about last week was um, very chaotic and not very, um, a proper goodbye. Yeah. So Lisa sitting like up in the trees, looking down <laughs> upon her creation, I think was a beautiful way to say goodbye to pump. Yeah. You, like wistful. Yeah. She seemed upset and she calls Ken, which did you notice on her phone is husband. You know I noticed it, and you know I start it, and you know what I want. You knew I wanted to talk about it. Husband, cute. I like that. Cute, and I love that she's like, I don't know if uh, we've made the right decision, and uh, he's like, about what? And she's like, about what? <laughs> 
she's like pump come on now and he's like you can change your mind if you want which i Could love she? how he defers to her he it's is. cute he's a wife guy he's like do whatever you want i'll support it and she goes i would <laughs> if they would revert back to our original rent which i used to love yeah and i have heard since it's been all over the news and i read the news <laughs> and lisa i'm not speaking out of school we love you in your house she even has the dr- don't drink wine or drinking <laughs> wine makes my clothes fall off right now up when I'm looking at. But anyway, but I, I, I have heard that they did not raise the rent on her, <gasps> that they were delinquent in COVID payments. Like they got a deferral for a lot of rent oh. during COVID. Lisa and Ken were like, you know, I, I mean, delinquent is the word that they use. Yeah. I don't say that. They're not delinquent in my mind. But that the rent was the same. And Lisa is just using mm. a rent increase as an excuse to uh, talk about why Pump failed. But in reality, it was that Pump's success might not have generated enough income to pay back their delinquent. I see. Isn't that, I mean, well, I was wondering whatever takes it over, which it was announced what it was that I, for, I forget now. Ken and Lisa's well, Treehouse restaurant that, is yes. in the works. We yeah. just have to convince <laughs> the owners to scrap their vision of what they think it yeah. should be for ours. Make sure that we're not um, do those no. back payments. No, we just, I think I want to be sort of, what's that called? Mailbox money. 10%. Yes. We get, we created the... the um, <laughs> it's just this, like a licensing licensing. Amy and Riley's uh, <laughs> Villa Grigio licensing company. We created one of the best things you could ever do with your space and you you take the credit for it, obviously. Yeah. And But they pay everything. We get 10%. Yeah. Um, I was wondering like whatever it will become, I'm like, who is going to be able to pay more than that rent, you know? Yeah. And and it's also like they did, Lisa did so, I don't know if like, like old man Potter from It's Wonderful Life (laughs) is going to take over the space and like cut down all the olive trees. But if not, they got a huge gift that Lisa planted these beautiful trees in a rental space. I know. Like someone just gets to have that. I would love to know. I would be too scared to ask her about that myself because I feel like it's a hot topic. She'd but, be sad. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, I mean, you can't uproot them. I mean, I don't maybe think you she, could. I don't know. I don't think she would uproot them. I think it would. she's just like, I'm, you know, they're just here for the next uh, property owner. Yeah. And it, it, they're fundamental to our concept. Right. Yeah. Um, so then Sandoval rolls up with some nice looking flowers. He spent he look a pretty like penny on those. What the cat dragged in? <laughs> Yeah, who ate the canary. Lisa, Lisa looks like the cat who ate the canary, and Tom comes in looking like what the cat dragged in. I thought. It's a cat with a canary in his mouth getting dragged in. Right, and he brings a big box of flowers, which customarily, that's a great way to get on Lisa's good side. So if we yeah. ever do talk to Lisa about anything, we should give her flowers. Yeah. And he says, he says something which I thought was kind of fun. Yeah. He says, um, I know bringing you flowers is like bringing sand to the beach. And Lisa says one of her best repartees <laughs> retorts I've ever heard in my life. She goes, well, this ain't no beach, kid. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's giving old school, Lisa. But I was like, what does that mean? Because she's saying like, life's no beach right now. Like, yeah. my restaurant's closing or like, you, your life is fucked right now. Like, this ain't no beach. All, everything I, happening right now is I, no beach. I took it as, I, the first time I thought it's Sandoval. Looks like the cat who brought in the canary and he's not a beach. But then she kind of looks around and yeah. I thought she was sad about pump and that was overriding yeah. all of her, her thoughts. And so she said, this ain't no beach. It's giving life's a beach. Life's a beach. <laughs> what is the second part of that? Life's a beach to so play in the sand. Oh. Life's a oh, beach. Oh, maybe that maybe there's a second part. I just I feel like it's like life's a bitch, but and it's life's, like life's a beach. 
And life's a beach is... I don't know. I feel like it's just like a common T. Life's a beach. So, okay, yeah, you're right. Um, So So start digging. So start digging in the sand. Um, So then... Uh, Lisa gets right down to business. Yeah. She goes, oh, fuck. When, when he comes. <laughs> She's like, I gotta go, Ken. Ken, oh, fuck. Beep, beep. <laughs> she goes, of course, the question on everyone's mind, especially Lisa's, is who the hell have you talked to <laughs> since you've been back? Yeah. Um, and then uh, he's like, She's like, have you seen Ariana? And he's like, yeah, I mean, I've seen her, but like, we I don't see her talk. All the time. <laughs> and she's like, I cannot fucking believe you guys still live in the same house she she can't like she cannot believe it she yeah. hate like she hates i mean it is it. insane um i don't i i am not i am i never questioned it i do not think about it too much i i don't i get it i get why everyone else is against me and thinks about it but i just i think that their house is big enough and ariana doesn't want to forfeit it that it just does not it doesn't strike me as so odd, but then I have to take into account what you think, what Lisa thinks. Maybe I'm alone on an Island. If they had a back house or something, I'd be like, all right, fine. He can be in like the pool house. But the fact that they have to pass each other in the halls is wild. Yeah. It is funny that like in my mind and James's mind and everyone's mind, it's Tom's house. Right. And Ari- it's not Ariana's, even <laughs> right. though they are so clearly co-owners. Right. She has just as much of a stake in this house as he does. Right. Um, yeah. Lisa says it would be gentlemanly yes. of him to move out and uh, and she's like, and sell the house. And he's like, or one of us can keep it. Or how about this thing that I just thought of that I've never <laughs> said before anywhere? Yeah. He's like, uh, you know, it's a great house. I've invested a lot. He said that his lawyer sent a letter of intent a month ago. Um, and then, yeah, he's just like, everyone's being so fucking hard on me. Yeah. He brings up um, that after his friend died, that Sheena reached out, but then immediately talked shit on a podcast. So he doesn't know what to think. He's, he's, whinging here whining like majorly yeah like he like lisa teed him up not expecting this and he's just going through <laughs> the to-do list or whatever all yeah. of the gripes he has about everything in his life right now and he's getting really angry and frustrated the exact yeah. opposite of what you would think he'd be doing in this situation yeah he brings up the sheena podcast with nima from shaws of sunset where apparently he said explicit things about Rachel sexually and that's where they reveal that apparently Rachel told him that Tom had said that him and Ariana were in an open relationship and um yeah this is where he says that he's damned if he damned if I do damned if I don't if I cry it's crocodile tears if I smile it's a crocodile smile <laughs> you know what I'm you know what I mean like yeah. he just he's yeah he says crocodile rock what's that when he plays with his band right it's crocodile if rock. I, yeah if i'm performing it's all of a sudden crocodile rock um <laughs> but uh, but my thoughts on this were like sandoval no no like who is a sympathetic ear lisa's not fully like jason where she's like yeah yes 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 everything you say yes you're perfect yeah. ariana is actually horrible you know yes you're right yeah. lisa is sympathetic to you she stood by you at the reunion she yeah. said like she doesn't think this is that bad. She right. said it before. So I yeah. just the fact that he's like getting so aggrieved by even Lisa is <laughs> not a good sign. I know. She's like basically just trying to get down to brass tacks. What she goes, How are you going to move forward? How right. are you going to move forward? He's like, I can't move forward. <laughs> they won't let me. He goes, I just wanna move on. It's like this is four months after. Right. And then she goes, She's like, Do you want a relationship with these people? You know, like what do you want to do? And he's like, 
<laughs> he's getting so pissed off and he's like she, she's like stop getting so angry and he goes you're attacking me and then she goes have some remorse and then i think he wanted to say i have or i am and he combined them and it said he said i am <laughs> i am i am i am i am <laughs> he, he had a couple of um he had a couple of garbled uh, yeah. words in there he also said i'm grueling <laughs> He goes, I'm grueling. I think he meant I'm groveling. And he got grueling with toiling. Like gru- right. And then he said, like, it's grueling work. Like He, he was tried giving to make a it- ham. It was giving I'm grueling. Uh, he Hashtag was- I ham. <laughs> I am. He, I, like, so I'm just, I, I, I have to say, like, if you can't state your case to Lisa in an effective way, it's exactly what Schwartz said. You need to just drop your anger. Yeah. People don't want to hear you yeah. whinge like this. Right. And then, you know, it takes a bit of a dark turn. Yes. He brings up yes. that he, you know, essentially had very dark thoughts. Yes. Um, so then, it, you know, trigger warning becomes a conversation about suicide. He said that he, you know, I think he says the word suicide. He, he says it specifically. Yeah. He, he says, uh, he says, um, after he says, I'm grueling, he says, I'm not living my rock star dreams. He says something like, I got so low, you know, and, and he just says, even suicide. And the minute Lisa hears that, that yeah. is like her worst fear. She and goes, she, it's like she can't even handle it. She no. goes, no, no, yeah. no. Like she basically is like, don't even say yeah. that. And he's like, don't tell me what I felt. Like he's even mad about that. But she, and she wasn't. Right. She just said like, she was like, oh, God, she was worried that he was right. talking about this. And she says, which is, you know, very sweet of Lisa. She says, even after the reunion, when she saw him with breadcrumbs in his mustache <laughs> and soup yeah. and a bindle, she goes, call me if you ever get to too dark of a place. Like, call me. Yeah. And I want to help you because I don't want you to get there. Yeah. And then she finds out from him that yeah. he contemplated that. And she's horrified. Right. Because she lost her brother that yes. way. And she's like extremely sensitive to that and which i think again you know i think everyone sort of knew that that's a place that this whole scenario could go because no one in the history of modern times has been scrutinized at that level no yeah yeah that i can imagine like maybe like oj simpson but even in at that time it was kind of a split he contemplated he contemplated uh suicide oj right in the car yeah he goes he goes i've got a gun to my head right well sorry trigger warning still (laughs) for the full minute but yeah he also contemplated it um Uh, not um, that not that uh, you know oj and uh sandoval are (laughs) no i'm saying just like from a public (laughs) standpoint sandoval say what you will i think he handled it poorly but i think it's truly unimaginable yes unimaginable yeah unimaginable Um, how to much be, for a human being sure. to be scrutinized oh. that majorly on the world stage oh, yeah. and i will never negate or take away from him that he said he experienced this and he felt this way i, no, I you know like as a thought experiment or you know like harvard could do a study on what would happen to someone's brain if they were put through a scandal the milgram test what's that? Do you remember that one? Oh, it's so horrible <laughs> oh, oh it's horrible <laughs> I think it's the one with the monkey where they made one uh, tough monkey um, like shock this baby. Okay, it's horrible. A baby monkey. It's horrible. But anyway, oh, no. you, I'm sorry, but it's it's very similar to Scandival. Everybody look up the Stanley Milgram <laughs> test by Stanford. It's horrible, but it's basically. We need to leave those monkeys alone. I know for sure. Um, but yeah, so um, this and then at the end, she's like, 
the only way yes. forward is through utter sensitivity and contrition. And she's like, tell me you understand. Like, repeat back yes. to me. This, this was the best advice. <laughs> this was the best. But in addition to Sheena and Sandoval sitting down in Sir Alley, this to me was great because I don't know why it took hearing from Lisa for Sandoval to get this. And I'm not sure 100% if he fully did get it. But absolute what sensitivity mm-hmm. and contrition yeah. are the only ways you can move forward. And then she makes him say, do, did you hear that? <laughs> Schwartz didn't say definitively, do you hear me? Cause he started to still whine and justify his behavior up until he gets to Lisa. And I think finally, maybe now that Lisa said it, he knows that is the tact in which he has to, you know, go forward using yeah. it, using. Yeah. Um, so that was, a, it was a good scene, it, it, you yeah. know, I, I think. And, Lisa is someone that he should really value her opinion because she is so smart. She's been through the thick of it with him and she's not so clear cut casting him as a villain. Um, When James was on watch what happens, they asked him about whether I think it was like, is Lisa too easy on him or do you respect her sort of letting him still stay in the mold or whatever in the fold? Um, And he gives a, you know, a logical answer. He's like, Lisa is always all of our champion. Like, He knows she let him back working at Sir like 50 times. Um, you know, she gave him a million chances. Um, and so, you know, he was like, Lisa, you know, she that's her job as like sort of a mentor. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Yeah. 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 That was, uh, that was good. Did you see that video I sent you of um, Kristen talking about Lisa? Yes. Did you- she was saying that she, they're not cut from the same cloth and that she'll never kiss the ring. And, it was she, almost like an anti-royalist POV. She was like, I'm from the Midwest. I will not kiss the ring. She goes, I am not going to bow down to a, she said, older <laughs> British lady and kiss the ring. She goes, I'm from the Midwest where we don't, um, what, kiss ass of anybody or something like that? <laughs> yeah. She just was like, you know, she she basically, kind of similar to Jax, was like, yes, Lisa is the one that gave us all this opportunity because she created the restaurant and the show, but... I'm one of the people that made the show good. Yeah, and so she says that her and Lisa have never had a good relationship, but Lisa knows that she is good television, so she respects Kristen that way, but that Kristen has never been properly deferential to Lisa to get on Lisa's good side ever. And then the the, whoever the host was was like, well, who do you think on the cast kisses the ring? She goes, everybody kisses the ring. Yeah. She goes, she goes, and then she goes, who do you think? It's like, Sheena, obviously, you know. Yeah. And then we get a chance to see Lala and Ariana shopping for stuff. Yeah, it was the most millennial coded store of all time. It was like plants, cute little candles. Um, I go to shops like this. Totally. In Highland uh, Park, there's yeah. one. I forget what it's called, but I go there all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've seen shops like this up and down. <laughs> it's a perfect place to buy any millennial a gift. Yeah. They'll love every single thing. And I'm speaking for myself as well. A cute pair of socks. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Yeah. In, it's in like Hi- two words. Highland Park. Yeah. I, oh, my, um, oh, my wife will be so mad at me. On, it's on. called like Pharaoh and Pharaoh ball. And Is that paint? Pharaoh <laughs> and like Lark and feather. Sparrow and Prelude and Dawn. Prelude and Dawn. I knew it. You, oh, you killed it. 
I was like, sparrow and tine? <laughs> no, it's like you could just throw a dart in there and, and any 30-something girl, you give them a gift, they would be like, I love it. It's all pretty cool and curate. Wow, <laughs> shout out to Prelude and Dawn. Getting a I have socks in there. Yeah, they're, they're, they're amazing. I love that shop. It's just like this, but not in Sherman Oaks. Totally. Um, this scene, now, now talk about lackluster. No offense, Aria, yeah. uh, obviously. It's a lot, it, it was just, it was like one minute long and it's them testing the waters to talk about James's sobriety. But I feel like James already got on top of that storyline. Yeah. Also, that's his story. I don't know why I get a little annoyed. You know, Lala's entitled to say whatever she wants, but sometimes her like high and mighty sobriety attitude is a little annoying to me. And I don't know why, because she's been sober a good amount of time now. I think like five years or something. Yeah. Um. So whatever. I'm not going to get into that, but sometimes I'm just like, I'm like, just deal with your own problem. Yeah. It makes us beer swillers look bad. <laughs> I know. I'm like, <laughs> she basically said that anyone who drinks is like yeah. deluding themselves. And if you could see on YouTube, uh, Amy and I have IVs of wine, <laughs> of wine ejected into our blood. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> I no, mean, you're right. My, makes... my goal in life is to be pickled. Yeah. <laughs> she makes me feel like shit. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. But anyway, um, I, I just thought this was testing the waters for a storyline and I didn't find it to have much merit. Right. And I don't think even they found, or found it to have much merit because no. I don't know how... J- that's James's storyline. Yeah. I'm sorry. You have nothing to do with that. That was filler. And then the Sheena and Katie dinner was filler. I feel like the only relevant detail was that Katie is going to go on a date with the guy from Sheena's emo band, the 27s. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, Katie liked him. They bonded over tequila and they showed a lot of clips. Like they showed a lot of like Sheena and Katie's friendship montage, which I thought I was sweet. Tequila Katie moments. They were really luxuriating in the history of Vanderpump Rules. Right. I mean, I felt like they kind of undersold the fact that they have mostly historically hated each other. Yeah, there's been a there was only maybe three seasons where they were really good, and then they <laughs> they start to uh, right like at one point they're like we used to be really close, and it shows her giving her the wedding gift that's the solo cup and the tequila. Yeah, and I'm like, she got invited to that by the skin of her teeth yeah we just saw that it's like they had just repaired their friendship and like, she was just honoring Katie so that uh, Katie felt justified in leaving Stassi in the dust yeah it you was know? totally calculated yeah one of the wildest scenes though is when Sheena is not properly deferential to Katie during her um, run up to her wedding by talking to Lala and remember Sheena gets so much shit uh, I don't know if you remember but Sheena won't even say a word to Lala because yeah. Katie hates her because she's so afraid of Katie's wrath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, one of the best scenes I'd say now is uh, Vanderpump Dogs. Well, not as good as uh, Sheena later, but I thought this was interesting because, first of all, we haven't seen Vanderpump Dogs in a while. Yes. Um, it looks a little well for the wear. Did you notice the floors are all fucked up? No, what did it... No, <laughs> I mean, me. I guess that's going to happen if your customers have talons. But it looked a little like they like worn, like, worn down, <laughs> which I am thinking, do you think she turns a profit on Vanderpump Dogs or do you think she considers it basically like a charitable project? Hmm, That's a good question. Do I think Lisa wants to make the most amount of money from an enterprise or is that <laughs> the one instance where her love of animals overrides her instinct for making like, a lot of money? I feel like if it broke even she'd be happy because they use it for like rescue. She's charitable. So I'm going to say Lisa and she loves animals so much. I'm going to say, even if Vanderpump dogs doesn't turn a profit, 
uh, you know, it's not like she's having a sort of Sweeney Todd situation <laughs> in the back. Yeah, right. You know, money. she's all about the ending the dog meat trade. Oh, right. That's like so her this, biggest that's number why one br- issue. That's why I brought that up. It's the exact opposite of what she would do. Um, yeah, um, this this was, um, I, well, I will say I liked, I, 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 I think this is sort of indicative of how it's hard to justify everybody getting together now in the new universe. Yeah. Like. I, I get that they have to figure out how to do this or whatever, but just like Lisa is like just bouncing around all of her enterprises, trying to get each cast member to come to her to remind everyone that Vanderpump rules exists in a Lisa ruled universe. So <laughs> yeah. like the fact they have to have this scene at Vanderpump dogs, I, you know, I don't know. It's just like, I'm noticing a little too much of like the, producer element sure. getting these scenes together but i just what do you to... mean he was just bringing his dogs to of get course and, and uh, lisa's like are you gonna stay here and have a conversation <laughs> with me and he was like oh yeah that would be actually a good idea they were like it'll be about he was like acting like he didn't have an appointment he was like is there room for them today yeah. and i'm like they're like it'll take about two hours i'm like you just walked in you want us to think that you didn't make an appointment right. for a two-hour service and that you're just gonna hang out with lisa anyways yeah, yeah right um but then he reveals that he had to put his brother back in rehab. Was it Bert? I th- uh, you know what? I don't. I, I, I think it was Bert. Yeah. But um, that his brother has cirrhosis, which is very bad. Yes. Um, apparently, he's had to put him in rehab three times. And he reveals that at one point, he was jumped outside of a bar and was never the same after that. I think that's that is like such an awful story and such a real story. Like I also would never be the same if that that's happened like to me. It's like up. very traumatizing. It's like, and, do you remember that movie? Um, oh wait, is it in um, um, is it in Young Adult that uh, Patton Oswalt is like disabled because he got jumped yes and his life's all fucked up yes what a great movie that is yes yeah. he has like some issue with his a limp or something i think yeah. because of some childhood trauma yeah which is interesting because in reality Patton oswald was the one inflicting trauma on everyone is he a bully he, he was a bully in high school but have you seen that photo of him when he's like 10 at the dungeons and dragons club no, that's so sweet. That must have been when he right before his bully era, where he was Remind the me. mouthpiece for a big, strong bully. Oh wow! Yeah. Um. Well. Well. Anyway. Unfortunately, he did go through terrible things more recently. But anyways, he did. No, I'm well. just kidding. We don't talk about that. <laughs> um. Um. Okay. So, um, Schwartz said that you know, see, you know, seeing someone in his family deal with um, addiction has yes. made him rethink his moderation. Did you also notice he says alcohol the way Luann says alcohol? No, I didn't notice that. They both say alcohol. Um, okay, so then that fucking sucks. I feel really bad for him that, you know, yeah. again, it's revealed that someone is going through someone something so much worse than you thought. So I'm like, can people cut him some slack on that front, you know? Right, yeah, it's like... It's like Olivia Flowers grieving for her brother when like Southern Charm Universe doesn't want to acknowledge that because they want us to have fun right. and have, you know, so it's like when Schwartz is dealing with real shit, it gets like this one minute scene and then everybody forgets that Schwartz is going through some really hard shit. So can he get a little bit of, uh, what's that called? Like, you know, sympathy here. Right. This is a real horrible thing that's not relationship drama right. or and toxicity in the Vanderpump Rules universe. Maybe he'll get into it, but remember when we met him the night of scandal i think um that's when he told me he had the whole laundry list of like his like 
his dad was in the hospital his brother was in rehab there was a whole list of like he had like five things and the divorce obviously um he had a lot going on so i'm like give him a break and then um they get into she says how's schwartz and sandy's and uh he's like well i didn't see all this coming and uh lisa says it she says i don't think the punishment befits the crime and she goes, but who the hell am I to say that? Because <laughs> I would probably be singing a different tune if Ariana wasn't doing so well right now. Yeah, living so this, her best life. But that's, you know what? Like I, now this is full like Ariana defense and, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But just because someone is doing well and yielded lemonade out of proverbial lemons <laughs> does not negate the horrible, horrible shit that happened to them and should not make Lisa think less of the impact of what happened because she's like starring in Chicago. It's still a horrible, do you you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I was just killing it right now doing it, and I just processed some horrible trauma, I would still want the trauma that I suffered through to be, you know, like to be acknowledged despite making money, working, you know what I mean? Yeah. I do think eventually though, and this is like easy for me to say or whatever, but I think that Ariana will get to a place where eventually, I think she already thinks it's probably the best thing that's ever happened to her, ultimately. And, you know, in 10 years' time, she'll be like, thank fucking God. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. of course, there will be, like, trust issues and, like, the whole thing was so, um, you know, played out in the public and, but ultimately in her favor completely. Yeah. Um. So I think, like, ultimately, it's going to be Good. something that she's like, that sucked for a while, but my yeah. life is golden now. Yeah, I know, but I but I just think I just think Lisa using her thriving as justification for why like the impact shouldn't matter as much. Like the, sure. the you know what I mean? I just like I don't know. Sure. I, I don't, I'm not sure if that should be taken into account. Like yeah. if Ariana was crying every day, miserable, broke, and had to be kicked out of the house with a bindle, like. <laughs> Then Lisa would be like, oh, Schwartz and Sandy should actually be review bombed and graffitied up. You know what I mean? It's just like, I don't. Well, I think like, so like the thing she brings up right after is that again, trigger warning, she brings up the suicide element and how she didn't realize how low Sandoval had gotten. And so I think there is something where you're like, the entire planet is shitting on him so ferociously that he's gonna die and ariana's doing so well that she's thriving that it's like can we like middleman like middle this out a little bit okay i read that as uh, the the response to schwartz and sandys but if it's the tom sandoval in general obviously the punishment does not fit the crime i thought i thought they were talking about schwartz and sandys and schwartz was like yeah i don't think the punishment fits the crime our business shouldn't suffer right but if she's talking about sandoval in general obviously nothing justifies i I always feel like they're a little dramatic about what happened to schwartz and sandys i understand there was that initial like review yelp thing which like sucks but like like for them but um generally i think that probably more people went there in the aftermath than they ever did before because they were curious yeah i i think so too it was sort of like the it was i i'm thinking i'm i'm i have a term that i don't want to say but it was like you know the place to go to like bask in scandal for a while it's like these are the two people who like were completely complicit they keep using the words vandalism when we know that it was like lipstick on a mirror and i'm like okay and they've weathered that storm i mean you watch their watch parties now and it's like there was a hundred people in there however many people at at capacity doing it so it's like this is they have bigger issues uh than this but But what, um, what what did you think about how um sandoval like didn't 
discuss the depths of his depression with Schwartz at all. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I feel like he was probably so scattered mm-hmm. at that time. Like, that he barely knows who he like confided right. like, in. He was probably, uh, yeah, I, I can't even imagine what his day to day was like during those months. Yeah. Um, and um, I don't know. I thought it was kind of nice, even though it's so intense and like a gnarly subject. I do think it's like kind of nice to ground the entire scenario in this because it did feel like that's where it was going, which we talked about at the time. We did. We, and we, yeah, the, the um, only thing they didn't do was wish him death. Yeah. And like Lisa said, anyone who's experienced something like that lives with regret that they didn't do enough or whatever. So she's like, I would rather, she's like, sue me. I'll take the heat if like you think I'm a cuck for reaching out to Sandoval so that he doesn't die. I would rather be the one to do that than the alternative. And she said cuck, which I thought was really (laughs) interesting. Lisa said cuck for the first time. You know, I was just thinking, there's a whole book by John Ronson called So You've Been Publicly Shamed. Mm. It was like, about being canceled like uh-huh. in the like you know this is like 10 years ago or whatever but tom sandoval should read that yeah it's about people who were like had the whole internet against them and like how they like went through it and recovered okay. so sandoval I, I you know i know you're a turtle time listener um <laughs> maybe read that book yeah well the thing is i feel like normally if you were a celebrity or um like a normal not reality person that had to do a, su- a season immediately after you yeah. would just disappear for a oh, while yeah for but sure. he had to just start filming he did a world's toughest test and then immediately started filming the season 11 yeah and he wanted to you know like he he did want the opportunity to see if the old tom sandoval charm could win back a right. few people yeah um, um and then it immediately goes from the darkest conversation ever to her being like so I'm going to be in Tahoe, which I had no idea was going to happen this quickly. I thought it was going to be like halfway through the season. They're doing the like housewives um, uh, <laughs> schedule where it's like there's a trip within three episodes. Yeah. An entry level trip, like a, a national trip within right. the United yeah. States. And then there's usually a bigger trip towards the end of the season. Yeah. So they're like sort of doing that but did you feel like this was i mean i I guess who cares if it's inauthentic or whatever but it just didn't make any sense (laughs) putting schwartz in charge putting schwartz in charge first can you imagine and then also just being like i'm gonna be in lake tahoe so if you want to go to lake tahoe (laughs) you can i'll hook you up yeah she's like get the gang together i'll give you a reason um and it's you know very inauthentic but whatever right you just have to you're right it's just we have to go along with it lisa thinks that they should all go to lake tahoe for a trip and production obviously wants the her restaurant doesn't even exist yet it's like a patch of dirt Uh, do you believe lisa i have to assume you do that this is going to be the sexiest restaurant lake tahoe for sure i can't wait when you and i could probably fly i know you hate flying but from burbank it would be like 40 minutes or something yeah what would the drive be like a day (laughs) i just you know i'll be honest this sort of that the the boeing stuff of like having no bolts on the doors (laughs) that that's sort of my worst nightmare yeah and i just would really not want to go on a plane that didn't have the door properly sealed yeah i mean i don't know if you're with me yeah they should put a guarantee (laughs) (laughs) you know i honestly check the bolt sometimes when i'm walking in the plane like i look not the bolt specifically but i assess the plane i'm like okay this looks pretty good even though i have no 
idea of yeah. what goes into it. But I think I would have noticed the bolts were off. Yeah. No offense to anybody else on that plane. We've talked about this before, but remember in Catch Me If You Can when Frank, Frank Abagnale Jr. escapes through the toilet? Yes, of course. I need to know more about how someone <laughs> pulls that off. You know what he did? He went under the toilet tank. You'd think he went through the little <laughs> tube or whatever, but no. He, he sucked down. I, he stood in it flushed. Got flushed <laughs> out and then spit out the bottom what, of the plane. What, what movie does that call to mind where someone does that? They flush themselves down uh, the toilet. That happens on Chappelle's show. Oh, it does? Tyrone Biggums flushes himself down the toilet. And says, like, goodbye, everyone. It's very funny. That's really sweet. Yeah, I, you, you're right. Um, something about the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, Schwartz okay, goes. The last oh, yeah. line of this is that um, Lisa says, you know, you know about she's like i'm not forgiving what sandoval did if uh ken did that i would have cut his what sits off yeah. and shoved him up his ass <laughs> yeah i never heard her say what i had to do captions i was like what did she say yeah i've never she's never said what sits before she's never said cuck before she's <laughs> never said life ain't no beach or what or this ain't no beach yeah. um so she's doing a lot of new there's a lot of new yeah. commentary coming into lisa's mind did, did you notice she was wearing a little um from what I could see, uh, her necklace had a little teddy bear charm on it, which I assume was for her grandson, oh, I did which was teddy. super cute. I didn't notice that. That's so uh, sweet. Um, I wanted to say that like Lisa sort of did the, like, I'm not defending Sandoval. If Ken ever did this to me, I'd shove what's up his, his ass. She's kind of doing like what we do when we try, talk about <laughs> Sandoval, but we say we're not defending him. Yeah. So we should just start to say definitively every time we say anything good about Sandoval, we should be like, but obviously, if it was for us, you know, we would cut his what's its off and shovel up his ass. You know, as a line of <laughs> we defense, we just for say us. what's its right. You know, yeah, right. Um, okay, okay, now we're at the meat. This yes. is it. This was like. See you next Tuesday. We're back. Um, now Lisa gets for some reason Lisa is able to get everyone <laughs> in the cast to come to see you next Tuesday at Sir yeah. for James. This is where I'm like, okay, this is. This is uh, stretching the limits of my imagination yeah. in terms of how the cast are getting together. Why the hell would Ariana want to go to see you next Tuesday? Why do any of them want to go to the no. most packed, fan-filled event at one of Lisa's restaurant yeah. where they have no connection to anymore to have like a sit down where you can barely hear them talk no. like, you look in the background of any of those scenes and there are people going like oh my god yeah. pointing like you know what I mean it's I just know like, they keep just it's like the same shot every week of them one by one showing up in their outfits rolling up through the velvet rope or whatever and I'm like they have to feel so demoralized I like so still too. arriving at this fucking place like you can't properly have a scene I mean treat this like it's a filming location and you cannot have a proper lo like filming location when yeah. fans are doing this like and I just can't like how did Lisa convince them hey just so you know for the first five episodes I want you to go to every single one of my establishments three times right this was a different one than what we went to that first time I honestly right? I was thinking about this I was like why didn't we go to this and it was because um I think I think I went to the other one, the Tom Tom event, and it was so raucous and wild that I was like, I have had enough, and you were already burned because we went. Yeah. To, we went to a scene next Tuesday that it wasn't was filmed, packed, packed, and it just wasn't. You can't even stand there. No, you can't even. Like, it was so loud. People were fighting each other. One person was being. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like a mosh pit where someone was um, crowd surfing on everyone yeah. for James. No, I had to get out of there. I stood outside for a bulk of the night because I was like, I can't be. In we, there. we we stood out in the patio area where all the Vanderpump Rules cast. So we knew where to be and then they all sort of sit in a semicircle just talking and like there's no there's no reason why they're doing this they're, it's just yeah. they're there for see next tuesday but they're not engaging with his music because they can't it's just like james just keeps popping in and out and all they're there to do is have schwartz tell them that uh 
he wants to invite them all to Lake Tahoe. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the scene yes. besides what Sheena ultimately does yeah. with this occasion. Yeah. Um, Schwartz like primes James first about Tahoe and then Tom and Kyle Chan roll up. Yes. They sit separately. Jesse, the guy who's been on the show like the whole time in the background, um, serves them Yeah, and has a little moment, uh, with Tom where he says like I've been thinking about you I know a lot has gone on or whatever he's like obviously you fucked up like I'm not defending that or whatever um and Tom's like I know you've had to deal with a lot for being my friend and he's like yeah it's been like the worst like really bad um what do you think Jesse went I mean I what did you think he went through in the wake of Scandal I don't remember that I think he was friends with everyone I mean he's in every scene for the last 10 years but like did he like I think he maybe still hang out with Sandoval post Scandoval. It sounds like maybe he had happened. to like really put a line in the sand. But when he was like, I had to unfollow you. I was like, I don't know. Did you really? Because <laughs> like every outlet was like checking who still followed him. Like did right. you really have to? Like you could have just said, I I don't unfollow people. Sorry. So right. I've just been following him for years. Yeah. And, and then I thought I thought there was Kyle Chan shade a little bit. He was like, Do you have to do that with every single person <laughs> that comes up to you? Yeah. Right. He right. said something like that. Yeah. But they did have it kind of felt nice. Like he, they had a tearful borderline tearful hug where he was like, I feel so bad that everyone has to go through so much shit to be my friend or whatever. And then I checked on Jesse Montana because I remember a few months ago he had like, it was revealed he had a brain tumor and he needed surgery and it was a whole thing. And, um, he had posted like in the past mm, week, I think that, um, he's, okay right now he's gonna need more surgeries whatever but i uh read all the comments and he's a true who's who of uh like everyone was oh, commenting including oh rachel oh good ariana good um so friend to all yeah good um which i saw rachel i was like whoa um yeah he so seems he's doing to better. be yeah good. i think it's gonna be a journey but he is i think okay yeah it, yeah and I, i'm it's yeah it was it was it was sweet that he i don't know had this but i'm like, like scene with i think we have he was i think working one of the nights we were there yeah, so i think yeah. he actually does work there uh, yeah i think he does too yeah and it was it, it i think sandoval was taking the new page of lisa's advice in his interaction and sort of trying yeah. to be as contrite as possible and um, genuinely got sad there yeah and that doorman who looks like older peter they kept showing him and I was like, I remember him because he let us in once um, a few little turtle cuties or uh, TikTokers um, were like, whoa, that's Riley. And he was like, all right, I'll let you in. He was nice to us. Like, <laughs> but we almost didn't get in. We, well, yeah, we almost didn't at all. Um, yeah. So that guy, was, that dorm man is amazing. I really <laughs> like him a lot. Um, and then, so this was, this was a great part of this or, you know, interesting part of the, the conversation, which is um, Schwartz, brings up you know well i don't know why he keeps saying he goes lisa i invited myself to lake tahoe he goes lisa mentioned lake tahoe and i sort of half kiddingly invited myself and we watched the scene that's not true at all she said come to lake tahoe bring everyone so he says it multiple times he goes i invited myself to lake tahoe it's like does he misremember what happened right i don't i don't know why he was like there might have been like one little joke he made or something but like obviously it was uh, completely yeah. uh, devised um but uh yeah he says again yeah inviting everyone including you know who and then lala tries to give him a whole spiel about how she that he'll regret not having cut off tom sandoval earlier and that one day he'll realize um you know that he's gonna fuck him over or whatever she goes he will destroy you <laughs> what you no she said she said one day you will wake up and you will have 
learned that he has destroyed you. No, <laughs> devastated you. Yeah. He has devastated you. And I, I thought like that was a, uh, I thought Lala, like her sentiment is right that Sandoval really put Schwartz in a horrible position. Yeah. But I also had to keep the grain of salt where Lala's anger has to be put into perspective of three months after. Yeah. Because it's like, he will devastate you. Right. I know. I am kind of like, I'm like, whatever, I get it. But I'm like, if Schwartz and Sandoval don't remain friends, then like, what hope do the rest of us have? Oh yeah. And I'm not, I'm, I'm, I, 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 people hate it. People hate it. People hate you. There's, there's no way to properly talk about this season without commenting on Schwartz and Sandoval and their relationship and, you know, but throwing Sandoval a bone every once in a while. But I think Schwartz and Sandoval can still remain friends, right? Am I, am I saying, is that horrible to say? I mean, they've been friends for like 20 years. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, and I, I guess I don't agree with Lala's sentiment, but I understand the motivation for why she said it at the time because shit was ramped up and how everybody felt was ramped up at this time. Yeah. And then this is where Ariana comes in hot. She says to Schwartz, I gave up on you a long time ago and my life is better for it. Um, uh, uh, Yeah. I mean, a, a big statement to make. She calls him a lost cause, which I thought was a low blow. Yeah. Uh, she's, she is very pissed at Schwartz. It's almost a continuation exactly of the scene where she said, I will not have mutual friends with him. Yeah. And so you were out of my life completely. It's like, basically this is like part two of that scene. That same anger towards him is there with, uh, yeah. with Ariana right now. Yeah. And it's like, um, you know, I think this conversation is kind of like mixed up in like the trip planning. And so then he goes, um, you're not the queen of the group, you know, like don't speak for everyone. And he mentions that he thinks her ego is getting a bit out of control. Well, he, yeah. So uh, she says, you know, just so you know, your plan of bridging the gap will never work. You know, these people are not going to allow him in our group anymore. And she's basically saying no one will film with him. I mean, that's the undercurrent. It's like she, she wants him to have no scenes with the cast members. I'm like, as if we all just have to pretend that like Schwartz wasn't, propositioned with this uh impossible task like they should have just known immediately okay that's where lisa Lisa then yeah um Um, so and also when he when she says like i gave up on you you're a lost cause my life is better without you he goes i love that for you like schwartz says that back to her like he's 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 already sort of upset with ariana immediately after she says that yeah he was pissed yeah um and then um you know she says in her confessional that he's confusing strength and boundaries with ego, which I'm like, okay. But I'm like, cut to the Tahoe episode when you go. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, for sure. And then I think I think also, like, um, he, Schwartz was sort of undercut when Katie and Lala were basically like, she does speak for us right now. They were like, Shocker. No, yeah, right. Like, they were like, we all feel the same way or whatever. So, like, they, you know, yeah. I you guess mean Katie deferred to the more powerful uh, <laughs> girl in the group. Right, right. Um, and Katie's like, release yourself from this torture that you've been in. I'm like, he would be more tortured than you could ever imagine if he had to uh, deny Sandoval for eternity. Yeah. Um, and then um, in the after show, they ask Ariana about this. And I thought maybe she would be like, yeah, I was a little harsh. No, she was like, this is exactly why I'm not friends with him anymore. Yeah. Like she was furious still. Yeah. And and, and Schwartz was still furious. Yeah. And if you haven't seen Schwartz like 
legitimately angry with someone like he doesn't really hold grudges so this yeah. has been like now a six month grudge he's still really pissed at ariana in the yeah he said it show. was like a low moment for her and um he also said something i thought was kind of funny where he said that whenever people attack him he shuts down and he said he was like one of those goats who just falls over <laughs> he, and then you can see like juxtapose that with his actual face in the scene and you see him just looking off in the distance like he is a shell of himself because he got yelled at and at a certain point he goes i don't know you all are coming at me i'm just trying to like invite us all on a trip yeah like and, and you're doing this to me or whatever like i don't know what to say and so it really very rarely doesn't end up with all of them agreeing to go on a trip right they sort of are at a standstill at the end of it yeah did you think that in the after show ariana seemed absolutely exhausted and like completely over it <laughs> over talking about Vanderpump rules yeah she seemed like she like was on the verge of falling asleep and that like she was contractually obligated to be there and that she would give anything to not have to have these conversations anymore <laughs> okay you know what I didn't get that sense but I might need to rewatch it I sort of was bleary-eyed when I watched it um but you're, you're probably right I mean who could be more tired and yeah. maybe she is she, you know, I did actually think that Ariana would say, calling him a lost cause and saying my life yeah. is better without you. She would caveat that by saying those are my feelings at the time. Yeah. You know, no. I I think she is wants to, you know, take a moral stand and just definitively still state that moving past life with Schwartz was a good yeah. decision for her. She also... Again, I don't mean to be a harsh critic. I just am trying to keep it real. I thought on the after show, if you guys watched it, she played a little dumb where they asked her about, because um, they asked about that he said her ego was getting big. And obviously they brought up that she had profited greatly off of Scandaval and booked all these endorsements and whatever. And she goes, yeah, I've been working a lot. Like she was like ignoring the fact that the work that she has booked was a direct response to this scandal. Right. Like she was acting like, yeah, I'm booking jobs like any actor would. And yeah. I'm like, no, no. Um, like, I'm happy for you. Like, get the fucking cash, obviously. But yes. it is every single deal she's done, every single commercial sponsored post, everything is written in the language of Scandaval. It's right. about it. It's exactly about what happened. And that's why it happened. She wasn't booking stuff like that last January. Right. I, I think so, too. I think <laughs> she was just trying to say that, like, work doesn't make her feel cooler or like give her a stronger ego or whatever. But then even Katie has to interject, even though Katie is very deferential to Ariana this yeah. season. Like that is, she tried to put a positive spin on she it. Goes, like, you don't feel, I think it's cool. Yeah, she's like, you don't feel a little cool. I would feel cool. And then I, I don't even think Ariana grants her that. Yeah. But um, I was just like, you know what we're talking about? Like, don't pretend that the work is unrelated. Yeah. I don't know if I will definitive, like if I would say that Ariana had ego in mind i do think that she spoke for the group which you never really want to do especially when there's people there that might have a difference of opinion she just assumed that everybody was exactly on her side for everything she said which you never want to do but i just think that i i guess what was i trying to say that that wasn't ego it was more a moral stance against sandoval and she really thought that she had the group's mindset and schwartz was the only weak link that would ever defer to sandoval you know in this instance yeah. and she thinks that that's a justifiable position but for schwartz it it felt egotistic because she is in this vaulted place right now in her life so i i sort of see that it's almost 
both of them could be justified in how they viewed this situation, right? Yeah. No, I'm interested to see how it goes because I was just surprised that in the after show, which is more recent, that she hadn't evolved in her POV, which I was hoping that she would have a little bit. Me me too, a little bit. But I also think that when you like, like I feel like Stassi is a good example of this. When you make a strong moral stance, you never really want to whittle it down if you can help it. And I think she still feels like she's justified in how she's treating Schwartz because Schwartz is now so clearly Tom's in Tom Sandoval's camp to the fact where he's like the co-host of all of his podcasts that yeah. she still feels justified in saying, I made the right decision moving past you because she doesn't feel like Schwartz has properly assessed his relationship with Sandoval. Sure. So maybe that gives her a little bit, even though I do think deep down, I do think Ariana would say, if you really asked her, I don't feel fully that way about Schwartz. I was just pissed off in the moment yeah. and I took a huge stand and I spoke for the group, which I shouldn't do. I think that she should, she would deflate it, but she just didn't want to on camera. Well, Sheena also took a tiny little dig when they asked, like, do you guys think uh, Ariana has an inflated ego now or whatever? And she's like, well, I will say like, she doesn't really ask me how I am. Like she doesn't really text me or call me anymore. She's like, I know she's really busy, which she's been insanely busy. Yeah. I do understand that. But, and then uh, Lala's like, well, she never asked me how I was like ever. So no, that, that wasn't good. I mean, if <laughs> Sheena says that about Ariana, her best friend, that, that she means, called her her best friend I know. in this episode. That means things are very bad. Cause that's Sheena speak for yeah. me and Ariana are not doing good. And that, right. that's a glimpse at the future. Like, yeah. If that's recent, Sheena's saying that means, I mean, Sheena had the courage to call Ariana out, even in that mild way. And then Lala said that the people who never reach out to ask her how she's doing are Tom Sandoval, Katie, and Ariana. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I she... really like the after show. I just like getting a peek <laughs> into the actual dynamics just straight from them without the editing and the scenes. It's just like interviews. I like totally. it. Um, yeah. So, do you want to get to the Sheena walking, yes. walking through so. Kyle and Tom's dinner? <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'll go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. And she walks right past their table and he's like, Oh yeah. Sheena. <laughs> I barely recognized you, Sheena. And I, I was going to say, okay, Sheena, that's not the right way to the bathroom. But then I realized how chaotic it was. And Sheena could not literally could not go to the normal route to the bathroom yeah. through the crowds because she would be mobbed. So she did have to do a little shortcut. Yeah. So it was not as artificial as I first assumed. <laughs> she stood there for a solid 10 seconds in her sunglasses, just, uh, dumbfounded you know it's funny to watch for everyone um sheena trying to be mad at someone (laughs) and mean to someone is a sight to behold because she really can't do it it pains sheena yeah to be mean to someone she she i mean talk about she has what schwartz has she (laughs) loves people she wants to be friends with everyone she wants best friends she likes to give people the benefit of the doubt she's a good person she's a good person (laughs) well this is the best so like first of all um she's like well i'm not going to talk to you right here let's go to the back and i was like the alley and it was the alley which was very it was giving fan service and i'll take it it was um he brings her a vodka soda she says she hasn't drank in three weeks um he goes i had a sense that you haven't been drinking i was like wow i just had a feeling yeah and he um really knows her well and goes for what he knows she can't resist he says you look like you rode in on a shania twain motorcycle like you remember that video and she's like you can she's like frowning and then she starts to like crack a smile and she's like it's like y2k and he's like exactly yes i got it and like she's like you can tell she's like thank you he goes, <laughs> and just so you know 
I'm also wearing sort of a Y2K sweater right now too. And she goes, oh. And she's also, she doesn't want to smile because she yeah. wants to still be in a bad mood towards him. But he, you, you, you're right. What's that called? He had her number, hook, yeah. line, and sinker. <laughs> he knew she couldn't fucking resist the compliment. Yeah. And I, I like whatever. I, if Sandoval did what he did to me, I would shove his what's it's up his ass. <laughs> but it was sweet to see a friendship we've seen for 10 years yeah. where they have this shared camaraderie despite the horrors that he put th- Sheena through and everyone through. I just like that they like, that could have been a scene where if Sandoval didn't do anything to Sheena, it was more minor and he got back on her good side. That would have been so sweet. It yeah. pulls in their entire relationship yeah. to make that comment work and that little banter work. Yeah. I really like that. Totally. They're like, remember I'm like your vain friend and we talk about fashion yeah and like, and like he, i love that he was able to pinpoint her y2k look and even uh schwartz <laughs> said hey he goes he said the same thing he goes your sunglasses by the way i really like that he was trying to butter her bread too yeah he goes those are y2k yeah early she 2000s couldn't resist <laughs> um and then he brings it down a notch he said that that sweater he mentions is his friend ali's sweater yep um which was a smart segue because then they talked about how you know, she reached out. She said she didn't expect to be blocked by him. Yes. He said he was in a bad place. And also he was afraid that she said that just to say she did. Um, and she's like, you know me better than that. Yep. Like, that's not the kind of person I am, which I believe. I'm like, if someone reaches out to you for something like that, I'm like, no, I, I don't think that's a manipulative uh, when behavior. When someone close to you dies, like obviously Sheena is reaching out because she's pure of heart and wants yeah. to check in on you hashtag so, pure of heart hashtag pure of heart have we done that hashtag? <laughs> i think we did it for salt lake um <laughs> hashtag pure of heart or hashtag what was the other alternative it was like freakum dress or something uh, okay I don't know. yeah um, um and then um yeah he says you know he agrees that he handled the whole situation like shit yeah he says like shit and um he says he kind of gives ariana a bone here he said everyone has been so hard on him and like monopolized off this situation except Mm -hmm. for ariana who he said um he's the one that she that he did it to and she's not as angry and you know vindictive as everyone else is um which i'm like well i guess wait and see like i feel like she maybe will become more so but um <laughs> I, thought, I, thought the same thing. I was like i like that he I remember it was nice of him to like say that but i was like wait i, 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 I don't, I, I don't count your chick- that way anymore don't count your chickens before they hatch or whatever it's like i think ariana has a lot of horrible stuff to say sure. just get you know get ready for it i don't think it's come to him yet yeah maybe he still wanted to come off as a good guy he, he says she goes you do you realize that you have not if you would have just been honest and fully remorseful which is basically mm-hmm. sincere and contrite it's yeah. like everyone just says these two pillars to latch onto for your apologies and he goes i gave you one of the most heartfelt remorseful apologies of my life <laughs> yeah and then it's they like, cut to that clip where he looks like he's gonna die and it's like yeah that was remorseful you were crying but it was like it was the height of scandal and sometimes people need to hear it more times over and over it takes yeah. more work than just once to get back in people's good graces yeah uh, if you have to apologize 10 times and eat shit on every occasion <laughs> for six months with someone to get back to them as a friend it's worth it and you have to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. You but don't then, think so? I mean, at a certain point, you're like, all right, take me or leave me, you know. But that's what Taylor Ann Green said in uh, <laughs> in Southern Charm. Well, she goes, sure, how but many? she like barely apologized. Yeah, but I, I just, she thought the same thing. She was like, how many more times? <laughs> I just want to move on. She was like four times. I was like, 
people well, but she also kept fucking up along the way it wasn't like well, like can... she had more to apologize for well, over well, and over again in sheena's defense you know not to put don the sheena cape but when you see sandoval going um Schwartz is mom. Yeah. Ra- Raquel loves me a lot. It's, it's hard to believe that this person's remorseful and they have sure. to take into account all the extra textual stuff that's going around. Yeah. And then she, he brings up, you know, like he's like, you cannot, like you just keep talking about this situation on yeah. your podcast or whatever. And he says, I get it. You make money off of those, which he says also in the after show where he's like, if people are making money on it, like I'll it. accept it because I understand why yeah. you would do that. He's like, when they're not making money, yeah. that's fucked up. Yeah, He's basically saying like, if you go on turtle time and you talk <laughs> shit about me and they don't pay you anything at all, Starbucks I find gift that card. just getting not Starbucks. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. No, sorry. We replaced the Starbucks gift cards. Uh, what, what, Jones's gift cards. Sorry. Uh, anyway. Coffee bean. Coffee, of course. Pete. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, so yeah, and then and then it, it starts to devolve. Starts to devolve because Sandoval keeps bringing sort of excuses into the mix or whatever. And then he, uh, Sandoval says his last thing, his last like Trump card, which is like, just so you know, the Nima interview hit Rachel really hard. I had to talk yeah. her down after that. After like Sheena's walking away, and Sheena goes, well. I'm sorry about that, but I had to. He's like, cle- she said it. Yeah. She and- said it, Tom. And he's like, well, it didn't need to be in the public. Like, yeah. it wouldn't have been a thing if you didn't say it online. And she goes, it wouldn't have been a thing if you didn't fuck Rachel. And he's like, well, I know that's going to be a thing now, which is true. It's like everyone's behavior post scandal they can absolve themselves because they're like well i wouldn't have done that if you wouldn't have fucked her yeah and it's true i mean the reunion was that as well it's like everyone has a get out of jail free card argumentatively by just saying you did the worst thing in the world you can never say anything to me so i guess that is that leads to sandoval's frustration but now moving forward sandoval has justified his actions not justified he has said what was in his mind for why he did these things they're not justifiable but he needs to follow lisa's advice and just i think move forward without anger and just be contrite and try if he legitimately cares about these friendships yeah just apologize with no but did you see also in the after show we love the after show by the way <laughs> that he said not but when he, he was gonna say a oh, but yeah. for how he treated ariana yeah. after the ego thing yeah he what was like on another note but but <laughs> But he's, yeah, he said, but he said her new replacement for butt, yeah. which I forget, which was great. It, yeah. Um, but anyway, it's just, he basically had a euphemism for butt so that he could justify again why him and Ariana's relationship was so bad because he said that Ariana treated him like she treated Schwartz yeah. at Sir. And he said, you don't typically see that side of Ariana, but that's what she was like to him. Yeah, he called it like the real Ariana or something. Yeah, still. Um, but, you know, yeah, I mean, he says that, but also it's like, okay, then you break up like Carl did Lindsay. If sure. You, if she was belittling you like you say she was, right. which I don't even fully believe. Right. Um, and yeah, the episode ends with um, him saying how sad it is to lose his friendship with Sheena. And there's a montage of all their moments, um, which we're getting a lot of these days right it's like it's yeah they're uh, it's either for new viewers that they're showing all these highlights to be like hey just so you know this is like the the you know the well-established history here or also it's like they want this to be a retrospective on vanderpump rules power by showing all these moments do you think just as a final note yeah um do you think that sandoval legitimately does care about his friendship with sheena and really is racked with sadness that him and sheena can't move forward I think so. I mean, they go way back, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, I do. 
Okay, good. Yeah, I, I didn't. I like. I'm not trying to call it into question. I'm just. I call into question his relationship with James and why he's not yeah. making moves to make that. No, I don't relationship. think he ever gave a fuck about James. That's, yeah, that's what I was saying last week. Like, I like he's not going to grovel or gruel yeah. to um, James. Yeah, Sheena... I think they like made it work for the show, and he kind of turned a blind eye. But it seems like he never quite forgot how their friendship started with the Kristen stuff. Even though I think he's being dramatic to use it for his own. use these days but yeah i think that he was always like that guy's an asshole yeah like everyone thought that forever yes for (laughs) sure i think yeah and then you know to end on a a sweet note for sheena you know i think she'll never get past that beautiful moment that sandoval did for her that we found out i forget like where did we find that like, uh, it was like at the it was like the re- reunion or something where she said that like after season one when everyone absolutely hated her and they were all standing at a red carpet at like the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards or whatever <laughs> and they were just about to get slimed. Stassi was like, she controlled the group and she was like, you stand over there, Sheena. Like we yeah. all hate you here. And Sandoval goes, get the hell in here and get slimed yeah. with us, Sheena. You're a part of this cast. Yeah. I think Sheena will probably never get over that moment. Yeah. Well, Sheena said also on the after show that, um, you know, I think Lala says like let Ariana have her queen bee moment she's always been Switzerland she's never really had that much action on the show frankly like she kind of was on the side a little bit she'd never had too much drama Um, and she's like let her have her queen bee moment and Lala's like I kind of always feel like a queen bee no matter what because that's her personality and I was like okay and then Sheena's like I've never had a good season on the show I I wrote that down too. I was so sad. Sheena goes, I've never been the most well-liked. And I've never been the queen on this show. And I just, I've, um, what's that call? I've just accepted that at this point. And now. Lala's like, being a, a queen or whatever uh, is a mindset. Yeah. I, yeah, right. They try to like deflate that. But yeah, I've always had a soft spot for Sheena. Yeah. Like, I think that even though she does some things that irritate people, like, I think you have to know that Sheena has a good heart. Yeah. And wants the best. Yeah, isn't that Sandoval said she's all heart? He said she's all heart, baby. Yeah, she's giving, I've probably said this before, but she's the Charlotte of Vanderpump Rules. Have you said that before? I don't think you ever I've have. I've thought it. Wow, you, I'm <laughs> glad you said it right at the end. He said she's full heart, closed eyes. What's that? Can't lose. Can't lose. So <laughs> anyway, um, eyes. closed eyes, <laughs> full heart. She can't lose. Yeah. But, um, you know, talking about this episode with you was obviously more fun and adding the after show commentary was really fun. Yeah. Um, but I think that just some of those scenes didn't pop until the final Sir showdown yeah. or whatever. Um, but still, I think Vanderpump Rules offers so much analysis, even yeah. with a bad episode. And so it's still agree. fun to talk about. I agree. Um, I know that we said we might do a Beverly Hills Minute, but we have to go. Yeah, for the first time ever in recorded history of the Turtle Time in a year almost, we're going to do way Lisa's less. Lisa's coming home. Lisa's coming home, and they said you have two hours and 15 minutes, little children, so get out of here. ASCP. So we're not going to talk about Beverly Hills, even though we're, we both. For the second week in a row. Yeah. We did watch it, but. Um, we'll do a we'll, Beverly Hills. We'll talk about we'll it. We'll do a Beverly Hills retrospective when we talk about Summer House or something, you know, like. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. No one needs us to talk about Beverly There's Hills. Not, it's not a hot commodity commodity in my opinion right now i think it can wait to for a three episode little minute yeah for sure um i just want to say some back of the house business or whatever we love those wonderful reviews that come pouring in people say stuff like shakespearean (laughs) or they say like this is one of the best podcasts i've ever listened to in my life like you don't have to say that yeah but we get like wonderful beautiful reviews we read all of them uh amy and i sit around a fireplace 
in pajamas reading the good reviews. So we love yeah. that. If you enjoy Turtle Time and you haven't taken the time, we would absolutely love that because that puts Turtle Time more on people's radar. Yes. This is our high season. Um, Summer House is starting next week. Hopefully it brings in a new crop of turtles. Um, but yeah, your love and support uh, on every level is greatly appreciated. And we love seeing your comments on YouTube and Instagram and on Patreon and TikTok and all the places. It's very fun for us. The only ones I don't like are the <laughs> ones that are horrifically mean. And so if you have anything horrifically mean to say about Amy or I, I would just please, please keep, keep it, it. In, in check. Keep it. Maybe like clip. Dorinda, clip it or keep it like, you know, think it in your mind, but write it, regret it. You yeah. know, please don't write it because we have sensitive, sensitive souls. Say it, forget it, write it, regret it. Exactly do that method in terms of the reviews but we love those reviews and thank you so much for being with us and i want to give a special shout out to our villa rosa vips as always i hope this episode brought brought you all joy we love you so much and we'll see you whenever we do an episode again next week next week goodbye right. bye okay oh, all right wait oh my god lisa just got home <gasps> goodbye Kyle. Oh, god. <laughs> this one's for you tonight planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.